everybody, and welcome to the SB9.VR podcast with uh, me, Hosian, Tom, and Bert. Uh, say what's up, guys. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. So, yeah, we're on the seventh. Tom just unmuted himself. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm muting myself again. Yeah, there it is. I thought, I thought he was going to say something, but he just unmuted himself and then proceeded. <laughs> um, Did it literally so not yeah, say anything? Uh, no, you did. I think I just said something too soon. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, this is the seventh episode of the podcast. And I hope everybody had a good holiday and happy New Year. I had a pretty shitty holiday, sort of. What about you, Tom? Uh, my holiday was actually kind of sad and depressing, only because uh, Allie, uh, my girlfriend, <clears throat> went out of town uh, to go visit family in New Jersey like the whole week. That uh, after we got back from the tour, Hosian. So I came home, and just every day, like <laughs> I was like, it is Christmas, and there is no one here. Kind of vibe. <laughs> I like. Uh, like what about the dog? Uh, what about the? Oh, the the dog's gone. We don't have the dog anymore. Oh damn. No, nah, I'm just kidding. The dogs are behind is me. Yeah, it's fine. No, the dog's right here. Um, no, I meant was the dog there? <laughs> no, the no the dog was here. The, the dog was here the entire time, but uh. Uh, Christmas is just like a big family time for me, and I couldn't really go because of work. I couldn't go like hang out with my family that much until actual Christmas and everything. So I was just like kind of chilling by myself. Um, but it gave me a lot of time to play Death Stranding, uh, which was also <laughs> fucking depressing and didn't really help. It's not a very Christmassy kind of vibe. So, uh, but everything else is chill. I got some good games for Christmas and everything, so I've been fucking grinding at that and i bought a big ass recliner for my game room and a weighted blanket to put on top of it all right cool um bert you don't have to explain why yours was shitty but why was yours yeah. shitty uh <laughs> well i mean when danielle hears this she's gonna uh mine, mine was mine was straight um I, I guess like a lot of traveling it was like a 27 hour drive we went up to new hampshire for like 10 days spent it with a lot of our friends and stuff and it was it was really cool. Um, it was supposed to be just a relaxing Christmas trip, but Danielle and I went up there and like found a house we really wanted, so we bought the house, and it became all about the house. Yes. So, uh, yeah. So in about a month, I will be moving from Louisiana to New Hampshire. So we gotta pack up all of our shit. But that's what's new in my life. We'll all be in the same pretty- time zone. Yep. Yeah. There you go. It's pretty wild to and, impulse um, buy a house. That's on a really cool. Vacation. You're telling me. That's Not my decision. <laughs> I think and, uh, Danielle's also going to be opening up another studio there as well, which is sick. Yeah, like the day after we uh, put the down payment or put the deposit on the house, she like we went and looked at commercial spaces, and uh, the second one she found was like perfect. And it's surprisingly like in the main downtown area that's really touristy there. It's like it was like half the price of the shop she has in Baton Rouge. That has, like, no fucking traffic whatsoever. That's so that was cool. That's cool. That's crazy. Um, yeah, it's really I, cheap. I like the way she thinks because I feel like when people are deciding things like that huge, it takes, like, months. But sometimes yeah. you can literally just be like, that's it, and that's final. That's it. Ten yeah, seconds. I told her. I told her, like, everybody has the same ideas that she has. Everybody in the world is like, oh, I want to do this. I want to make this. I want to start this. But they can't do it. They just think of all these reasons and excuses and things to talk themselves out of it, and it takes them years. But she legit, like, and it's, it's weird for me 
to like think like oh we got to go look at commercial spaces and the second one she looks at she's like all right i'll put a deposit on it we went and sat at a coffee shop and got all her licenses got all her certifications updated her llc and i mean she's set you know like right when we go up there she can start taking clients that is fucking sick um hell yeah um let's see what else is new on that front that's cool about her i'm really happy for her congrats um and I'm happy for you, too, because the whole moving thing, if people that are listening don't know this, this has been a freaking whole thing. Uh, yeah. Bert ha- uh, was originally building a house and all this shit, and, you know, it, momentum went up and down emotionally, and now they're back to, like, feeling it, feeling good about everything. Yeah, we had a variety of, like, legal problems with certain things about the land we were building on because it was lakefront property that we still own. We're probably just going to Airbnb it. Um, but... There Wait. was a lot of legal battles. Yeah. What? You're going to air... But is there any... Did what? you build anything on the property yet? No, we're probably going to put, like, just, like, some hipster shit. Like, throw an Airstream uh, on it, do a hot tub, make it real cute, put, like, little lights and shit like this up in the trees, and uh, make people feel like they're in fucking Rivendale or some shit. And, I mean, because it's a cheap-ass system... And you could charge like a motherfucker for it, and then people will pay for it because it's right there next to hiking trails, fishing, uh, ski resorts, and all this stuff. Like it's a fantastic location, and um, yeah, I mean we can do anything with it. I so. can't, and I can't believe you're doing all this with the podcast money. Oh yeah, yeah. It is crazy. <laughs> yeah. that you're you have buying all this my podcast uh, money. ticket too, right? <laughs> it's pretty crazy that the if you ask, paying for a I, house I would, and, I, and I can't eat. <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, like, we, uh, among the legal battles, and then, like, our contractor has been, like, fucky with us. Like, we've gone through a few contractors, and this one seemed, like, pretty, pretty steadfast and stuff, but, I mean, they just, I don't know if the economy is actually that shitty, but he made a lot of promises to us in the beginning, and a year later, he's like, oh, the price has tripled. So, we're like, nah, fuck this. And we went and bought, like, a house three times the size that we were going to build for the same amount of money. So, That's so cool. That's it all awesome. works. And how far That's is perfect. it from your, from the original property? Like five minutes. Oh, cool. It's it's a perfect location. It's still in that little area okay. that we wanted to be in. All right, sick. Um, cool. Well, yeah, my holiday, I did not buy a house. But um, Damn. I went to – it was like a last-minute thing where I was planning on just chilling here and then, like – the day of Christmas Eve, me and my girlfriend decided that we would uh, just drive up to her mom's house in North Carolina and spent it there with um, her sister and brother and mom and stuff. And then the next morning, we just drove back to Savannah. And even even that one day trip, I was just like, man, this is like uh, draining still. So yeah, being gone for how long you were gone is like extra extra tiring um, bro that drive sucks dude exactly how what part of north carolina oh she she uh her mom lives in fayetteville so it's like three and a half four oh, hours. yeah that's where my brother lives okay yeah, that's not where, a not a good place at all i was i was born there horrible place <laughs> Vietnam. yeah i was born oh, in your, Fort Bragg. your dad was at bragg yeah yeah um, i'm sorry yeah that's okay i was only there for a year and then yeah as a baby and that was it um skibo drive so much tobacco. <laughs> so yeah, that was pretty much it. And this. So we all had pretty depressing holidays. Got yeah, it. Yeah. Right. We made the best of it though. Yeah. Um. You know, a house pretty sick. 
<laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. <clears throat> so yeah, this um this episode in specific we've been talking about doing for like uh, over a month now. Um, and it's the episode we're gonna you know cover all of Death Stranding. Finally, uh, Tom yeah. finally beat it recently. I'm assuming. Um, Wait, finally, Tom beat it. Tom, you beat it. Yeah, uh, I'm done with everything. Thank God. Fuck. Oh, that's sick. Okay, yeah. so we can. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Fuck. I I, I, <laughs> really? I assume when you asked Get about this it, shit away from me. <laughs> yeah, well, I assume when you asked about it, I was like, he must have beaten it then. So I I I completely forgot yeah. to even ask. But um, oh, that's fine. Um, yeah, so real quick before we dive into, it, I do just want to touch on the circumstances of beating it. Um. I know that like I was almost done, and then we left on that Vatican tour. It was yeah. pretty short. And I told Hosey and like the last like three or four days of the tour, we would stay at my house every night because my house is in just in the middle of like every city in the southeast we were playing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm gonna fucking just like every night when we come home, play for like thirty or forty minutes, and so by the end of the tour, I'll probably be done. And I told Hosey and where I was, and he was like, "You cannot do that. It will not work. You're like he's like the last day." <laughs> You need yeah. to give yourself, like, <laughs> X amount of hours and just fucking finish it. And, uh... Yeah. So I didn't play it all. I finally went back, finished it, sat, like, got through the ending, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. Uh, did all of that yeah. shit and slept for two hours and had to go back to work the next morning with, to undeniably the worst shift I've ever worked mm-hmm. in that fucking job in my entire life, so... Uh, for anyone who plays that fucking game yeah. and gets towards because those because those x amount of hours for the ending are strictly cutscenes and they are work they are me- they're not exactly. real work but they are fucking mental <laughs> mental work. Um, there's that yeah, pre so that. there's that pre ending that's like actually work yeah. and then the, the credits roll. <laughs> Classic Kojima. There's that ending. There's those credits. The there's that ending. Over. There's that other ending. There's that movie. There's that soap opera. There's all that <laughs> shit. There, there's that mission where you thought it ended, but you had to do that mission. I remember at the <laughs> end of Metal Gear Solid 4, it's literally an hour and a half cutscene. So you're literally like, you get through Metal Gear Solid 4, and then you're like, all right, now I get to watch a movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm, oh, this game was only four hours? And then I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine not knowing it was that long. <laughs> Fuck. Oh man. Um, but yeah. So yeah, I'm glad everyone finally got to fucking beat it. Uh, Bert, you beat it first because um, you went ham on it like right when yeah, you got it. I wasn't it. on tour. Um, uh, I sat outside. I told Danielle I needed some space, and in like four days, I put like ten to twelve hours a day into it because like um, I was I was I've always been like that for some reason. It might it might be because I grew up with a brother. Like, a big brother and shit, and then, like, other friends. Like, the person who beats something first, it's almost like you're, like, asserting yourself onto other people when you were like, oh, I know this, and I know the secret, you know, and nobody else does, mm-hmm. so... Um, that's just... I Single-player games, I, like, really, like, power through them, and then I'll go back through them and, like, try to appreciate it more than anything. Like, when Death Stranding comes out on PC, I'll probably, you know, 100% it and, like really like five star everybody and shit like that and i didn't i didn't rush through death stranding at all um i definitely took my time with it and appreciated it mm-hmm. but uh it's it's just something that i like i have to tell daniel I mean, i'm not a guy that can 
take a game and play it for 30 minutes here or an hour here. I have to literally be on that shit for like eight or nine it's hours. It's like a session for you. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, I have yeah. to just Absolutely. be... And Danielle took... It took Danielle a long time to understand that. Mm-hmm. She'd be like, what, you're, you've been playing for two hours. Like, you can do something else. And I'm like, I, I've barely picked up the controller in two hours. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm like still yeah. figuring out what shoot or some shit. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, it was... It was some pretty ridiculous days. I beat it in like 43 hours, I think. It's game time. Yeah, I think I beat yeah. it. Uh, it was 47, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Man, I beat Tom? it in 38. 38 hours. Because I got I had there was a, a certain point. Yeah. <laughs> there was a certain oh. point where I was just like, I was like, you know what, man? I'm having fun, but fuck this. I was. I, I was feel like to... the world was already so set up when Tom picked it up and he just ziplined everywhere. <laughs> Actually, no. I built a zip. Um, we'll, thanks, we'll guys. That. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Cool. So yeah, basically, you know, going into the to the episode now, we we already kind of started talking about it, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about for the next X amount of hours. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoy this. Um, so going into it. We want to talk about like before the game came out and like how we were all uh, our all of our impressions were and we all had you know differing ones some stronger than others and we talked about it on previous episodes but just kind of recap it uh I remember Bert was for a while like nah like not this is fuck this fuck it this ain't shit. it <laughs> um, I think. Honestly, I think Tom had a more open mind than I even did, and I'm the guy everyone calls a fanboy when it comes to Kojima games. Yeah. I, was uh, I was actually somewhere very in the middle. That. What's that? <laughs> no, I was just saying I was very shocked when we would have our talks about it, like in the podcast and out of the podcast, because you guys are the ones that have like really played like a lot of the Metal Gear stuff and really followed Kojima. Yeah, and may- but maybe that's why. I well, was more the reason why to it than you guys. Well, the problem, the thing, the reason why I was like kind of like torn is because I hate uh, public influence on anything. Like yeah. if somebody's like, "Oh my god!" and when it's mostly people that's never played a Kojima game before, now this yeah. gonna this is gonna be this is gonna be like pretentious Hoseon mode for a minute. No, the hype train. Yeah, if if it's people. That came out of nowhere. Who have never appreciated uh, any of the previous uh, Kojima productions or Metal Gear stuff before Death Stranding? That are going like it's gonna be the game changer, man. Blah blah blah. And this is a new genre. And like I, it's the I, first I, of the Stranding game. I fucking hate that <laughs> shit. I hate I hate when people are like, like, and not to go off topic, but that's why I'm not. That's why I'm still in the middle when it comes to Cyberpunk because there's a it's the same situation but with that game happening right now. Oh um, yeah. And. So there were moments where I was leaning on the Bert side, where I was like, "Dude, me and Bert, we're straight up, we're we've been in it. We're OG on this shit already." So it's kind of weird, like to see all these people be like, "Oh my god, blah blah blah," and I'm like, "I don't know, dude." Like even for me, there's elements that obviously look sick, but there was a lot of things that I talked about in the previous episodes where I was like, "I just don't like this, like this, like like weird." forcing you to like it already like the rock uh hobbs and shaw style like thing like oh you're gonna love it. it's gonna be the you will love it I'm like i'm like dude i am just gonna take it for what it is and that's why i kind of shut myself off and yeah. when anyone talked about the game i tried not to talk about it because i didn't want to i didn't even want to hear the people that were hyping it up in good ways i didn't want to yeah. hear anyone talk about it i just like i don't want to hear anyone 
Well, that's why so many games fail is because they're already praised before the product is delivered. Mm-hmm. And, like, okay, even, you know, fuck, dude, you can go into any anything of pop culture, any anything. You don't you don't sit there and buy a product and throw money and praise and hype into a product. And I mean, I, I you do because that's you know, everything is sales and numbers and shit and all people care about is making money. But at the same time, as a fan, like I would hope a fanboy or a fan base react the way I did more than anything because that's telling the company like, "Hey, it better be fucking good. You better iron everything out. It better work." It, 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 don't pull this EA shit where, oh, fucking Battlefield and all this stuff goes gold immediately. Everything's already pre-ordered. Oh, we've already made tenfold the amount we put into it. And fuck all... Uh, the, you see this long punchline of glitches that are still in the game? Fuck it. Ship the game. Mm-hmm. No, fuck a delay. Fuck pushing it back. Fuck it, bettering the game. Like, just send it out there. People are going to eat it anyway because they're fucking mindless. Yeah. So I, I didn't actually get excited, like like excited and eager and like um you know that feeling when you're like oh my god i fucking can't wait that that feeling didn't actually hit until like two days before the game came out um where it just like hit me i was like you know what i'm fucking hyped just because i'm playing a game from my favorite game designer that was like i'm like oh my god like this can be crazy and i'm excited because I haven't had this feeling in a while, and I think it's because of that love that I have for the other stuff. But I was still there, were in it, and we can talk about it later on. But then there were some times where that like dipped down and went back up and dipped down again. So, but yeah, so Tom was more, I guess, like welcoming to the game, but, but, but he had his reasons being like, oh, well, I never really played Metal Gear, anyways. But yeah, so okay, so the fake hype thing, the, <clears throat> the hype for this game wasn't fake. By any means, like, there was clearly tons of people that were really excited about it, and it yeah. wasn't, like, manufactured or purchased. But the idea of, like, how many people do you think you guys know who are, like, not super big gamers or whatever, but were really excited about the all the teaser material for this game that have not played it? More more people than, so much. than, than uh, the people that actually follow him, as far as what I'm seeing yeah. on the internet. Yeah, so that's the thing that made me, like feel like kind of cautious about it at first just because i was like yeah there's all this unreal like there's a very unreal conversation that's happening about this game which is awesome because it's pretty rare that uh, a piece of game media does that um does mm-hmm. does for the culture what like a new star wars trailer does you know what i mean oh yeah it was huge it, it yeah I, I think i think you have way more eyes on like the industry now yeah um, yeah, like, nobody, none of my friends ever, like, asked me about, like, what'd you think of Phantom Pain? What'd you think of this? What'd you think of this? But I have so many fucking people that every time I've seen them, dude, you ready for Death Stranding? How, how soaked are you for Death Stranding? And I'm like, what the fuck are you stoked for? You know? I'll, what, 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 like, I, I could tell if you're a huge Kojima fan and understand the quality and the fucking narrative the stories hold. But like, what what are you going off of, dude? They're going off. They're going off of the Silent Hill shit. That's a lot of these people taper. Like, went from that is true. They went yeah. from they went from being exactly how they were with Death Stranding about that. And yeah, Norman Reedus was Silent Hills, but now that the character is Death Stranding, oh here now we're here. Yeah, it's just this whole like oh I, like all those people kind of carried over because they were like let's see what he does now. Yeah. Um, so I mean, and that that's like an 
that's cool and mm-hmm. that's interesting. Yeah, but yeah. I think after the gameplay reveal, there was a big drop off. But honestly, I mean, I was one of the people that was in that crowd, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. I'm like kind of the exception to the rule now where i was like fuck i guess i will follow through despite after seeing what the game actually was like i think before i cut out what i was mentioning was when i drove to get the game i was the there. whole time uh the whole time i was just like i was th- thinking about it like this is going to be a worse version of the of how it in, of uh how sekiro panned out for me mm-hmm. where i was just like <laughs> maybe this isn't kind of my thing and i'm not gonna lie for this might be a good way to just go into the conversation about the next part but the first uh I told Hosian I'll give this game ten hours to, uh, bef- like, before I decide. I, I was very worried when you had told me that to keep getting. And Hosian's like ten, <laughs> only ten, man. You got to go at least twenty. But I, I feel like in most games, um, most games, if you play for ten hours, that's enough time to maybe to not say that you understand everything about the game, but that's normally enough time for you to have made a decision. It was I think like in, yeah, JRPGs. Well, well, that's the thing. Yeah, with like with Tom's. Um, with your like ten hour like kind of like meter, um, this game barely, barely passed. With it got interesting at eleven hours. Here's the thing: is to me like I was getting up to that point, and this this is part of the reason why my playthrough is shorter than you guys. Is I knew like get to chapter three, like play the game, get to chapter three. And that's when things start opening up because that first chapter is story, and then that second chapter is that ten hours of just of of just like the the most maybe not okay no fuck it the most boring grueling <laughs> bullshit I have ever dealt with in my entire life of playing video games of playing like like I, worse than trying to sit through actual shovelware jank for me <laughs> absolutely worse and i fuck like the only thing that kept me going was people saying like oh trust me this game does get good like or the game opens up just stick with it and i can appreciate the idea of like this game wanting to do kind of what the souls games do where it's like oh you're going to appreciate what you get later in the game because of what because of the frustration you had earlier and you're going to feel like you overcame that frustration and yeah. that's fine but in this game you didn't overcome anything i don't think it just no. got easier to do it and yeah. also um again i don't really have a problem with a game starting slow and throwing some even some bullshit your way so later on you're just like man this is so cool now because i i know what it i know how shitty it was that's, and that's now what this, this, game this game rocks and everything. Yeah. But I think telling someone, like, there's a bunch of reviews that I've seen where they're like, you know, I got nine hours in and I stopped. And for some of those things I read, I'm like, oh, it's a shame that you stopped because I do think the game got better later on. It got more fun, more relaxing, more stressful, more interesting, all this shit. But I think if you tell anyone, like, hey, you're going to play this game and for the first ten, for the first hour and a half, you're going to watch a movie. And then for eight and a half hours, you're going to be really, 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 really fucking mad. And not in like a funny way, but just like an actual like the same way that you feel when you walk outside and someone sideswiped your car. Like you're going to feel like that for 10 straight hours. It's so weird because I we feel that way. Um, And I had talked to friends about the game after I beat it. 
and they had just got it. They messaged me like, "Oh, I got Death Stranding, man! Like, I can't wait to beat it." And I'm like, "Well, what do you think so far?" And they're like, "Oh, well, I just started," and they're like, at like nine hours in, like a couple days later, I talked to them, and they're like, "Dude, I'm just obsessed." And I'm like, "I wish I felt like you." Dude, they had <laughs> motherfuckers saying that at like, oh, I just, I've been playing for 30 minutes, I've been playing for two hours, and I, I fucking love it. And I'm like, uh, no, no, you don't. No, but I don't, I don't believe yeah, that. There's because there's there's too much to uh, in the in the beginning of the game to to try to wrap your head around. Uh, period, gameplay and yeah. story to actually. And this this could just be a, an asshole thing of me to say, but like that is not enough to like wrap to like develop an opinion. At least for me, no, it it's not. A, it's not enough to develop, and uh, that's enough to develop a curiosity at most. With this game, definitely. Um, like you, you can't play this shit for two hours and be like, "Dude, I just, I just love it. I just love everything about it." And there's, uh, yeah, there's bro, for two no. for two hours. You watched a fucking cutscene. This game does uh, to me did a better job at like slowly unraveling things to do than like a lot of the bigger like a lot of other games uh, when you first start off where. Like it, it was still a lot because it was so dense to begin with. But I never felt um, overwhelmed, even in the beginning. I was frustrated, but I wasn't like, okay, I need to put this down because I just don't know what to do. I still kind of knew what I was getting to, but it was just, it was just the road there was 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 shit. Yeah, I think that 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 okay. I I'm glad to finally hear you say that, Hosian, because. I think we talked about it in the last podcast, but you were obviously playing the beginning section of this game while we were on tour at a, mm-hmm. at different people's houses and everything, which uh, if I was in your position, I would have waited till the first person that we stayed with that owned a gun and shot that fucking game's face. <laughs> because that's how fucking mad this thing made me. Like, not to be stereotypical angry video game guy, but like, I, realizing that I was going to potentially... Not knowing that later on it would get easier. Potentially, I was going to have to play the entirety of this game while holding down both the triggers. Yeah. Real, real quick, let, let's talk about what actually... Let me let me sum up what is actually happening in the beginning of, of this game. For anyone who's listening who hasn't played the game um, and is considering it, I don't know why the fuck you would listen to this if you haven't played the game. But if you haven't played the game or... You're never going to play the game. You just want to know what happens. When people say that this game is a FedEx package pack mule simulator, there is no comedy there. It is true. That's all it is. That is is just the Amazon description. Like, that's what it fucking (laughs) is. You know what I mean? And yes, there is all of this lore, and that that shit's cool. That's fun. uh, And you can get absurdly deep into that. But at the beginning of the game, you're not really getting fed that. You get... The premise of the story, which is basically mm-hmm. you need to, on foot, walking one step at a time, go all the way across America and knock on a bunch of doors. And a bunch of people who are too scared to actually talk to you are going to answer through a hologram and say, yes, plug in the Ethernet cable. That- it's the episode of – it's literally the episode of Ed, Ed, and Eddie where they need, like, a dollar to get a jawbreaker. So they go to somebody to get a dollar, but they have a dollar, but they won't give them a dollar till they get them a tennis racket. But this person has a tennis racket, so they go to this person for a tennis racket, but they'll only give them the tennis racket if they get the, a pair of underwear from this person. So they go to that person. It's You're literally walking from individual to individual. Their, their doorstep, their little private room for various reasons in the story that they can't come outside. You're the only person that can walk outside because you have a special suit for it. You're walking door to door, like Tom just said, and hey, 
Uh, it's basically post-apocalyptic America. Um, shit. I, I'm not an expert. I didn't read all the fucking diary logs or whatever the fuck, so bear with me if I fuck this up. Death Stranding fanboys, people that have beaten it three times. But, um, a calamity, a catastrophic event happened. So you're in the middle of the apocalypse, essentially. Or, like, um, an extinction of the human race and species and everything. And there are certain events that came about because of this extinction process. And, like, all of America has been uh, killed in these processes and the, the... intertwined network like everything's online the entire country and everything works because of online connectivity and you're going across america to get all these civilizations and areas and villages and societies connected back onto that network so everybody can live and populate again and you Uh, do that by delivering pizza that is what you do in this game so that is a classic kojima joke move Oh yeah, and it's hilarious. Like there, there are deliveries in this game that are, are hilarious, but you don't get the hilarity in the beginning of the game. No, Just, no. My real point at the beginning of the game is that you you're given this big, wide, open area, and you're told to walk very, very far, further than other parts later in the game. Um, and when you have so people have seen the memes, you stack all these packages on your back, right? And you have to be able to balance that. And the faster you move, depending on the and depending on the terrain, uh, it gets harder to fucking hold the boxes over your head. So you have to hold. You use the triggers to balance your fucking body. And the the way to save yourself the most frustration is to hold the triggers down and just walk straight forward. Walk slow. Yeah. Hold the triggers down. Be upset. Because each trigger acts as your left arm and your right arm, and those, if they're free, they go up and they grab the shoulder straps of your luggage carrier on your back. And like he said, you're essentially, the entire game, you're damn near holding the left and right trigger. Because if you don't, then uh, you just, like, you try to turn, you try to take one step to the left... And your whole, like, you get this, oh, you gotta catch your balance fucking thing. And that shit is fucking annoying. Because it interrupts interrupts your entire fucking walking process. That's the thing. Go ahead, Hosey. There are moments, though, when, like, I could see where it was, like, this is where it should be good. Like, there were moments, like, traversing the landscape where I was like, you know what? There's a momentum to this, and I understand. And I'm, like, hopping through, and I'm, like, jumping over things, and... Blah blah blah, and like I'm holding the triggers, and it, there is like a rhythm to it at in certain parts of the map yes. that I do enjoy. But then once you get to it's real, it's realism for realism's right, sake. Right, but when you get to when you get it down, there's always something that happens that completely stops it, um, yep. like a mule situation to the BTs, which I worst part. I of mistakenly the game. Yep. started. So I beat this game on hard. Um, I started the game on hard, and this is funny for me to say, but I, if people have not played this, or if you have, I'm only gonna say is that I really don't think it's worth it to play. I was, I was like, fuck, man, I should have played this on. Literally, I should have played this on easy, because the on hard mode, the things that are annoying are fucking painfully annoying, and I don't recommend honestly playing it on hard because it didn't feel it, it's just like oh man like the shit that makes it difficult is just like, uh, like annoying things that i just wish didn't happen yeah um, yeah 
So that was that was my experience in like, because the game even even on hard, there's a lot of the game that is easy. Like that game is not hard. Like like when you see a mule camp, it's not like a hmm, how do I get this? It's like so easy to blow through those. Literally just gonna run around. It's, it's easy to blow through, even if they catch you. It's easy. Um, yeah. yeah. So on hard mode, that's not the stuff that annoy me. On hard mode, it's it's the when I'm walking with the bomb and I just somehow like tap something and I blow up, like or. That sounds miserable. Oh, dude, it was it was pain. And then, yeah, and you definitely should have played on normal because on normal you sometimes you could fucking fall off of a cliff and the bomb could smack the back of your head and you get up <laughs> and nothing happens. But if you're on a reverse strike and you hit a small speed bump, Hiroshima, yeah. instant Hiroshima. Well, my friend played it on very easy and he was late, he was straight up driving the reverse uh, bike and the other one like just jumping like freaking ramps and hills and just landing hard as hell and i was like bro and he was like he shot the bomb with a bazooka and he was like he was like oh man my uh on very easy mode though i don't know if the how accurate this is but it was like oh i never ran out of battery on hard mode all my vehicles died wow. left and right dude yeah I, I ran out of battery a lot that was miserable so, man that was the easiest part for me um, we're, so we're, we're getting there. Let, let's, let's move on to just yeah. to the, the midpoint of the game. So just so, well, I haven't, I haven't talked about the beginning or my, you want to, okay. So Bert, yeah, I'm going I'm to pitch this real quick because like one, one thing I'm, I'm going to get this out there first. So a lot of people, when they hear the way I prejudge things and they hear the way I feel about certain things before them, I don't ever want to hear somebody say that I am too fucking, I'm I'm too I'm too negative about video games or I've already made my opinions on video games cuz twice this year or twice in 2019 I have thought games were going to be just bargain bin trash and I will happily admit that they both proved me wrong. Those two were Death Stranding and Call of Duty Modern Warfare remake. The Modern Warfare remake was just that what it is. Like if you hate dude bro shooters, then you're obviously going to hate it, but it was a very solid recreation of Modern Warfare. It didn't perfect its mark. Who the fuck is this? It just kicked me out for some reason. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, let me see if I can Okay, that's that's the things. Okay. Sorry. Um there was you have a really solid recreation and the closest thing to old Modern Warfare you're going to get right there. They did a good job on that. Now, Death Stranding. It's weird because I looked at all the reviews and all the reviewers were trying to make it out to be so complicated. They're like, it's going to be an extremely divisive game. It's going to be this, it's going to be that. And I'm over here like, no, it's not. Like, if the game is trash, the game's going to be trash. And that's just what it is. Like, a lot of people are just going to praise it even though it's trash because they want to be involved in all the hype. And there are still those people... That, you know, is the people fucking 30 minutes in that are, like, jerking off to the game and stuff like that. You just want to be involved in some kind of fan club. Mm-hmm. And it, it's very apparent. It's very fucking ridiculous. We all, like, fucking see it. So, um, moving past that, Death Stranding is 100% a game, I feel, is a dumpster fire, depending on <laughs> what you can put up with. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I don't know, I I wasn't always the most open-minded person in video games, but at some point, my tolerance and patience for unique and specific games really broadened out. So, alright, I get Death Stranding, and I start playing it, and, like, uh, you know, it's it's classic Kojima cutscenes and exposition and this and that and stuff like that. So, immediately, okay, 
I start running and oh I got a balance left I got a balance right that's that's pissing me the fuck off and I want to start tweeting about that shit and stuff and then uh, I think like I fell in a fucking river or I got swept away in a river and then my packages go everywhere and I'm like just like thinking about how fucking annoying this already is and everybody I see everybody posting online oh it's fucking great and I'm just like uh, okay guy okay but with all of that said you know, you have, like, the horrible fucking walking mechanics in the beginning that I felt were horrible at the beginning. You have this crazy fucking shit to get used to. Um, all while that's going on, all while I'm getting pissed off about this stuff, there is something there that I'm curious about, that I am interested in. Um, and that, that stayed for, you know, that ten hours. Like, I mean, like, when I woke up in the morning, like, the second day or whatever I played it, I... I really, really wanted to get back into it. I really, really wanted to get back to it. And uh, I, and no matter how pissed off I was, no matter how annoying something was, the fucking vehicles, dude, we'll get there. But, like, I, I was drawn to the fucking, the gameplay, the story, and I was like, I want to, I'm curious as to where they're going to go with this. I'm curious as to what this is be going to become. That happened with me with uh, whenever, like, by the end of my play sessions, I would be like, Oh, man, I'm gonna I'm a clock it out. And then when I wake up the next day, I'm like, I'm kind of eager to get back in. I'm feeling the exact same way as you. Yeah, so it, it's just, it was weird, like, in the beginning, because it was so goddamn different. It's such a different place, like, got the game to play. Because, um, you know, they, they, it is just that. It is, oh, you, you do all this shit, you do all this shit, and then you get back to, you end the mission, and it's the same exact mission next up. Mm-hmm. It's the same exact... Now, it'll go through two hours of cutscenes to put you in this crazy fucking world of all this stuff going on. And then you come back to reality at the kiosk and it's like, take this package and go over there. And it's the same thing every time. And, um, yeah, like, we'll, we'll start getting into, like, past that first ten hours or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and I don't know how to explain to someone who's never played... I guess the thing is, it can be anybody, actually. Somebody who's does play Kojima games or what? I don't. I don't. If someone who hasn't played this game, I don't even know how to like tell them the appeal. Sometimes, yeah. I like, think I think I know a good way to describe it at this point. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, the appeal, if you're into it, is uh. So obviously, this whole game is about uh, making connection. Well, I was gonna. Say, I was gonna say the mechanics of the game. The, okay. The the grand idea of the game is connection, um, yeah. and like. Build, and literally building a network to improve your life and the ones around you. That's fine. Um, the Mechanically, what the game is about is making a uh, traversal of an environment uh, interesting enough to make it the only idea that the game has. Yeah. Um, or the only core idea, at least. And I feel like if I was to describe this game to someone, I think I would tell them, like, or what the appeal is, is I would be like, the appeal isn't obvious from the outset. But what it is is that when if you find games where there's this big out like overse difficulty at the beginning, and what you like to do is to find that literal and metaphorical rhythm to where this big outstanding challenge suddenly becomes calm and relaxing and and stimulating to you. That's that's what's appealing about this game is is getting that challenge that normally people see out of combat now is trying to take that and apply it to movement. Yeah, that's true. And uh, I think the game is somewhat successful at doing that, 
there was definitely a point in time where playing, I was like, this is getting like kind of relaxing and interesting. And then I would have to deal with like BTs or something. I'd be like, well, exactly. Th- this game is cock mode now. But um, before that, like, it it it, get, it got good at a certain point. Yeah, I'll say you that. Know how, you know how you like black out certain um, no pun intended, but you black out certain experiences in your life or certain things about certain events. Like you only remember the good parts about certain things. Like Death Stranding, the BT moments. I. I try to ignore them as much as possible. It's like a friend that just keeps punishing you and trying to talk your ear off for two hours while you're just trying to live your fucking life. Like, BT moments, the second they would come up, I would almost just go into this blank state of mind where I didn't want to recognize what was happening. I was like, please just get me through this shit. Like, I'll play the dumb fucking minigame where you have to avoid them and all that dumb shit. Like, um, I I just get me the fuck through it. Like, I just want to get back to the game. And that's what I hated... So goddamn much is that, like, every... And these are the annoying fucking parts of the game that don't make it perfect. Is that, like... Okay, we know every single mission, you're not... you're you're It's gonna be more work to go around it than it will be just to fucking deal with it. But you go through the Timefall area, you see the, oh, BTs this way. So you have the slowdown. You're just trying to run or drive or anything. And you have the slowdown where the time fall starts, and then he puts his hood on. And then a couple steps later, you have the slowdown where the fucking BTs are fucking in the little Adirondack the or whatever literally comes out. freezes. God, I yeah, hate and, that and, shit. It literally has to stop and make a big fucking deal about it. And then now you have to creep around, and it's like, you know, you have to walk in a little snaking formation and just fucking get around the shit until you can fucking get out. And fuck, you're not driving a fucking vehicle through it. So if you did have a fucking vehicle, say goodbye to that. We all made that mistake. And, like, I was just, let me get back to the fucking game. That was the worst part of the fucking game for me, was the BTs. It was so awful. Like, dude, if it if it happened a lot less and it was a lot more um like a lot more uh daunting or a lot more scary and a lot a much bigger event when it happened, then it would be like something crazy and it could have I think they could have really done something crazy with it. But it happened every fucking mission and it was so annoying every time it fucking happened. I hated it. Yeah, I think that was okay. So the funny thing that you said about the uh, like the vehicle thing, you're like, fuck it, forget it. If you have a vehicle, I was not on that tip. If I had a vehicle, I was like, they can fucking take this shit from my cold, dead, <laughs> fucking corpse when they blow this planet up. I don't care. I just fu- honestly, there are plenty of portions in the game where you can just drive through. If you're on a reverse strike, you yeah. can just drive there. Like if- I think I did, but the first time. I had a V I had a trike and tried driving through. They like pulled me right out of it. Yeah, the fir- there was no like sneaking through or whatever, but they just pulled me right out of it and then you lose everything yeah. and then you got to deal with the fucking whale. Yeah. The, oh my the, god. The first dude. time it happened to me, uh I did hit a rock on a mountain and they got me and I blew the whale up. And I yeah. was like, so that was the combat, huh? Yep. Nifty. <laughs> um great. <laughs> but but every other almost every other time if I was in a reverse trike and there were BTs. I just went, this will work out fine. And it did. Did you play on normal? Yeah, I played on normal. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I don't know. Should, I, my, go ahead. My, my, my one thing before we move on is, similarly to Metal Gear Solid V, um, some of the things in this game, including the BT moments for me, were only 
fun the first time it ever happened. Yeah. Um, and absolutely. And the BT thing, honestly, wasn't fun the first time it happened. No. It, it was. For, I had maybe. I can recollect maybe two or three times where I was like, oh, "Okay, like I'm feeling this." And and everyone's plays different. And I think it was my circumstance. But when I was playing on tour with the uh, with the game case, I played. You know, I only played with headphones on. Those moments definitely got really scary, but I'm not gonna praise the game to because I had to play with headphones. You know, that's just me saying like, "Oh, those these I have memorable experiences with the BTs yeah. a little bit." Um, but that's my thing is that like I get I get the whole headphones and in like this tiny little area where you're so focused in, mm-hmm. but like when when it happens, there's no crazy consequence. There's just and more annoying. The 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 reward for getting through BT sequences is to not have to deal with an even more annoying sequence of no consequence. You know, like oh, now I just have to jump on all these fucking buildings and get away from this big guy. Mm-hmm. It would that that it was such a horribly horribly designed. Um, version of the game that I I mean it's great they tied it into the story and hey this is what happens uh, when you know the fucking void outs and shit but that was done so poorly I'm, I'm, I'm gonna talk about that stuff towards the end because I have a couple things I want to say about some of that kind of shit um, yeah but yeah the the first time I saw all of those different like uh, BT monsters was like oh that's cool Maybe I think the only time I actually liked one of them is when it was like the the first time where Higgs pops up with with the uh, lion thing. Yeah, yeah. That that was actually I had a lot of fun with that, and then I had a lot of fun with um, getting to the very end when like you're going through and the wells are just like going all over the place. That I like that part too. Mm-hmm. But um, man, I hated that part. Oh, I, I, that's that's. I, the, but I also, I was just trying to finish. That's the yeah, you were at that mode where you're just like running yeah. through. Shit. I was talking about uh, how like there were some parts in the game where you're like, oh, the momentum clicks. That's the part where I was literally like just killing it, dude. Like that, that, mm-hmm. that. That's where I was like, okay, I fuck with this, and it took forty six hours, but to get to that point. But um, what's the next uh, second? What, what do we want to move into as far as the game? Cause so we're like mid game. So let's talk about getting stuff, to guess. chapter three and. Getting. This is okay. We're getting equipment now. The whole beginning of the game, for those who don't know, and just to refresh mm-hmm. everyone who's there, the whole beginning of the game, you are delivering all of this shit with essentially no assistance. You, yeah. There's a couple of there's a couple of structures here and there, and uh, there's not really any player structures you can use because for every everyone knows with the game you use other things that people have left behind but every time you go to a new area you have to traverse that area on your own first with no help from other players and then when after you do that first traversal everyone's shit pops up yeah it's neat because it's only when you connect these settlements to the chiral network that you are able to use other players that are playing the game, the bridges they've built, yeah. the zip lines they've set down, the ladders they've put down. Yeah. And, I mean, it, it adds so much to it because you're not done in that area. There's tons of missions still in that area, so it does. it, it, it is a good system. Yeah. It is very well that, designed. It's probably, that is probably the most interesting part of the game and the thing that I enjoyed the most. If I could take one, if there was one big takeaway that I hope other games will find a way to successfully emulate from this 
it's the it's the asymmetrical multiplayer idea of you never interact with these people but you see all these different things that all these other players did and it's not you're not you're not seeing structures from every single player that's playing the game i don't know if you guys watched in the credits but it shows all the players that you were connected to essentially on your server it's the first of the stranding game yeah it's the first of the stranding games but but you're only really in quote unquote interacting with maybe like 100 people out of all the people playing the game but um i hope that that idea of like that essentially a you will be playing this game alongside a select group of maybe a hundred people and you're never interacting but all every little thing that you do can help another person and get through the game that's the that's the amazing part about the game for me yeah. is, is that and that, that that is also one of those moments where i'm like because my other favorite multiplayer game is dark souls and that is they that game isn't as like oh the only thing you'll see is like someone's blood stain or messages and whatnot but uh yeah i love like i don't play many online games and like yeah. so with stuff like that when it like it's like salt and peppered in, in that kind of way i'm like fucking love this shit dude that's what makes me want to play with people um yeah it's a, it's a similar system because dark souls you know if there's an imaginary wall you can just put wall here some dumbass message on the ground and it helps other players as well and death stranding it's simply util, util, ut, utilities yeah. and not just messages and stuff like that yeah so it's like it's it's like hey this is a locker with a gun in it and yeah and, and it's like oh i'm, I'm happy about this because i needed this or yeah. or whatever you know oh, yeah. more that's why i mean i did i did i totally disagree that it's a new genre in itself oh, for sure it's literally just an action adventure game but um it is it is a very well done concept yeah it's not a genre but it, i think it is inter- it, it is really nailing down a specific idea that is kind of new and that yeah. that is the sharing and everything but what's the midpoint of the game is where you really get to discover all this stuff not only do you start seeing other people's structures the game starts giving you new structures that you can build new equipment you can make for yourself and starts describing how how to build things where to build things what everything does um and that's that's where the game really gets interesting and also where it gets less frustrating because now instead of needing to balance constantly because you have so much weight you make a an exoskeleton a power skeleton that makes it easier to walk around or you make one that helps you move faster um or like you guys talked about your batteries dying you know Mm -hmm. the game tells you that you can start bringing these you can bring uh pccs with you to start building generators and you you're recharging your battery and when you do that you're leaving things behind for other people and so suddenly the whole midsection of the game at the beginning of the game is about making you understand that alone you're struggling the second the middle part of the game is about saying that like you need these assistance from other people and by accepting other people into your life you're going to make everything easier for yourself yeah. and for them. Especially th- when the bots come in and you don't you want to do your side quests and kind of get pawn them off to those. Yeah. Um, you're no longer doing the livers on your fucking breaking everything. Oh yeah, if you're not making those roads. So this is this is actually something I wanted to talk about. Um, this is the point in the game as soon as you get to Port Knot City really where you can start making actual roads. Pave you put materials in these things called auto pavers and suddenly these big open areas now there's a paved road that doesn't get up with your batteries that you can walk on drive vehicles on and it'll kind of zigzag through the area yeah it charges your batteries oh yeah it charges your batteries so you guys really sick. 
Hosian, I know you were a road builder, right? Oh man, I was the ultimate road builder. Okay, Bert, were you a road builder? Yes. Okay, I, I would ta- I would grab the big truck. I would load like three or four settlements up worth of materials, and then I just go road by road. Okay, you see, I like like some sort of un- lower being didn't <laughs> figure out that when you're recycling. <laughs> All of these, you can recycle all this crap that you don't use, and you yeah. get raw materials for it. And to pave the roads, you have to shove raw materials. You have to shove <laughs> literal ceramics and metals inside of this thing. I didn't realize that when you're recycling these materials at different stops you can make, that you can pull those materials out and just walk to the auto paver. So I was, I'd be looking at these auto pavers, and it would say, you need <laughs> 3,000 sp- special alloys. And that's the heaviest shit in the game. And I would look and see about two game miles away. There's a bunch of special alloys on the ground in the middle of a bunch of mules. I'm not fucking walking there. No. I'm not doing that. So I I paved two roads this entire game. Two roads. But the cool part about that as well, we're roping back around, is um, the materials are not just you. There are other people and other players that you're connected to. Uh, you're all pitching in. Like, if you have some materials on you, if you just pick some up and you're passing by this, just throw them in there, and then the next guy that comes along, he won't have to use as much to finish it off. So I thought that was uh, another really cool um, admission into the whole... Yeah, you can you can not only utilize the things other characters have built, but also pieces of the world they have contributed to. You can also contribute to those same things uh, I, to create. I, yeah, I Absolutely. got super lucky with the people I was playing with, man, because my roads were... I was like, shit, 150 concrete? That's it? All right, let's go. Man, I didn't get lucky. Ain't nice. Not a single person in my server was paving a fucking road. I, I, I was the motherfucker that was dropping everything off. Oh, I dude, was I was... Like, hey, if y'all could spare a ceramic over here, I only need one more. I, I got a big, huge rating uh, at the end of being, like, somebody that, like, helped a ton. Because there was this part... There was, like, maybe a 15-hour, like, chunk of my game of where I just stopped everything and just started to do stuff for people. Uh, and liking and being, like getting the ultimate like max amount of likes possible to like do shit and um so there was a there was that block of time where i was like i was literally like putting ladders for people and ropes and doing all that extra shit and um yeah that was that was fun and like i was saying though before like oh this is fun and then it's not so then i stopped and just kind of kept going with the story so i will say and this is ties directly into what Tom has been hitting on this entire time, and I've talked about this before in other games. I don't know why I have such a propensity for a game's ability to slowly give you things over time. Like, the, a game creates a difficulty, and then it'll slowly, slowly, and this is an v- extremely important piece to me in game design is and like replayability or like how I'm interested in getting through this game is its ability to continuously hand me things in however slow of a manner that make my life easier or that make the game more enjoyable to me and I'll always I noticed this about myself in video games when I played Resident Evil 4 I don't know why it was Resident Evil 4 that did it to me but I've known I've talked about it before so Resident Evil 4 you get the pump shotgun 
the uh, the Springfield 1903 or whatever, like just the bolt action rifle, mm-hmm. and you know all these basic weapons. And these are fine. These are fine. You're upgrading the damage, the mag size, stuff like that. And, you know, you become, like, really fucking solid. The guns become really fucking good. You can just pop people's heads off left and right. And then you get to the castle, and now people have helmets. Now people have armor. Now now there's more people or some shit. Or the headshots from this bolt-action rifle aren't doing it anymore. So you play, like, on that for about an hour, and it gets a little annoying. Then you find the semi-auto, like, sniper rifle, the more upgraded one and shit. And all of a sudden, that, like, that feeling, that reward you had in the beginning of the game where you got the bolt action rifle and you were popping heads off, that's back now. And now you feel like your, like, life is easier and shit. Death Stranding did the same thing because, like Tom said, like, I'm sitting here, you can't hold a lot on your back. You hold a cunt hair over fucking one box or something like that and now you're falling all over the place. And now you find, now the game, like, you're 10 hours in or something, now the game gives you this exoskeleton of, like, legs that attach to your hips, and they, like, auto-balance you out. And it's not OP, because it has a battery to it now. Before, you didn't have to worry about a battery, you just had to balance everything out. Now these things have a fucking battery you need to worry about. So you have another mechanic to worry about, so you have another piece of the game that's introduced... But another really annoying one that's not as that's not as bad. You know, that's taken care of. Okay, I'll worry about the battery as long as I can fucking turn left without having to worry about falling and losing all my shit. Yeah. And the game continues this because you get upgraded exoskeletons. You get upgraded, you know, like an exoskeleton that does X, Y, and Z for you. But then you lose, like, your shoulder pads where you can put extra cargo. The zip lines. So the zip lines are a huge part of the game because the zip lines are given to you when you're in the mountain region. When you're in the snowy elements. God, so my favorite the part fact of the game. this was an insanely fun part of the fucking game because you are literally trudging through fucking blizzards like they 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 fucking developed a blizzard to fucking play in this area and it's crazy how fucking well this was done how you're you're just like trudging through this fucking waist deep snow and stuff like that and it really puts you in the perspective and um you you do you deal with all this you probably dealt with that mountain fucking area for 10 hours or so and then the game's like oh yeah here's a zip line that other players have already obviously put up and you can put down um and it'll, it'll just shoot you to the top of a mountain and you can shoot down into a valley and just do that over and over again depending on how many of these things you want to build and it's that's and that's what like it the game does it such such a good job of like making you live in this world making you appreciate the world making you respect the challenge and overcome that and then it knows you still got 40 hours in the fucking game so it makes it easier on you it's like hey you don't you don't have to do that annoying shit you've already been doing that so here it's equivalent to a game like implementing a fast travel system after you've done fucking discovered every goddamn area or something like that so i love the fact like, okay, Oblivion, perfect example. Morrowind was my favorite Elder Scrolls because you had to travel the entire fucking land and at least you would only be able to take these little uh, fast travel things from town to town that you've already been to and discovered. Yeah. But Oblivion, like, had a fucking fast travel system to it to wherever you wanted to fucking go, here it is, I believe. I might be wrong on that. but Or, um, and the compass system that immediately directed you. So there was no exploring. There was no respecting the land or anything like that. There was very little reward to do that. Okay, I'm just going to fast travel and save my fucking time. Death Stranding, like, forces you 
to like see the world and go out and explore the world and stuff like and that. And then there is that fast travel, it. but then at the same time, you're also losing part of like the thing. Like you, you have no cargo anymore whenever you go back to like uh, the private uh, rooms. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can uh, fast travel like to private rooms and shit like that. But and like again, that was something that like needed to be worked on and stuff like that. So you can't fast travel with cargo. So obviously missions are made. It's very well designed. Missions are made to where you can only walk and then fast traveling is only available when you already have been to those places or constructed these private rooms and shit like that. Cause I, I didn't even, uh, Oh yeah. Cause it was, uh, it was fragile's like little system. That's right. Yeah. Um, cause you don't, you don't unlock that for a little while throughout the game. But, uh, it was the same thing with the bots whenever like, it's like, Oh, I can send the bots out. This will be easier and less of annoying for me to worry about. But if I, if I do that, my ratings with each person actually won't go up. Yeah. And then when you get these missions to where like you have to deal, deliver a fuck ton of packages and stuff like that. Like in the beginning of the game, you have to deliver all these packages. You have to be over encumbered with all of this weight. You have to deal with how slow you are and how easy you need to take it and this and that. And then you get the uh, little trailers that basically connect to you via rope. And this could have been the most annoying thing in the fucking world. Is like having these little like, uh, they're basically little carts that attach via a rope to Sam. Mm-hmm. And they could have, like when I saw this item, I was like, this is going to be such an annoying mechanic of the game but it's incredibly easy it's incredibly well done you just plug it in you put your packages on it and you forget about it for the most part like they can handle small jumps and cliffs and stuff like that um they can hand like you don't have to manage them they just follow you wherever you go then that's that's huge because that could have been so goddamn annoying but they were like you know what this we don't want to make it too fucking annoying so you know it was on that because they know you're annoyed with the fucking balance they knew you were going to be annoyed by the fact it's a fucking walking simulator so that's why i think like this 10 hours is so important because it's such an annoying game at the face and there's so many people that play this that are like dude it's a fucking walking simulator i can't do it you're right it is, and that's all it is. It's a 40, 50-hour fucking good story, but to get it, you have to fucking deliver FedEx. And if you can put up with that, if you can enjoy that, then you will get so much out of this. It's such a crazy fucking story. And that's kind of like why all these motherfuckers are like, I don't know why Kojima doesn't just make a movie. Because he took 50 fucking hours to tell this one. Because oh it's God. it's such a long, and like the Metal Gear Solid, it's such a long story to tell. It's kind of like looking at like the story that the Mandalorian just told in 8 hours or so, a little less. Trumps the fucking story that the sequels in the Star Wars fucking trilogy just obliterated. And it's like a 1 eighth or 1 ninth of the budget of all that shit. Like... Mm-hmm. I, I'm all about, and that's what I love about video games, is people don't understand that I'm not going to go take Final Fantasy or something like that. Like, I know a lot of it's gameplay, but I'm not going to go to the movie theater and watch a 100-hour movie. I'm not going to go to the movie theater and watch a 20-hour movie. You know, it takes nine, ten fucking years to get nine hours worth of fucking movie uh, footage and, like, to put all that out. When you can put a game out and tell a story over that much time, it's it's like a fucking... It's, you know, it's just a giant interactive story. That's, his, that's the purpose of the reason why he likes, likes to do games is because he th- he's, you know, he can get more, he can get more out of it than and what you can well, deliver. Well, the level of detail he fucking gives to things are crazy because people that play Death Stranding might not realize 
all of those fucking audio logs like dude phantom pain the same thing like you realize how many little diary tapes and audio logs and little tidbits of information that are embedded in all these things they're just like so much dialogue that isn't in your face it's there if you want it and you have to work for it the amount but it's yeah. just so much detail i mean the amount of time that you read or you listen to the dialogue tapes in mgs5 or read the emails in this game it's like it is like basically going over the game's time again uh, there's so much into it. There's so much, you, you can't just read the emails in ten minutes. No, there's like there's and so like much. and That's... fragile might explain to you. Oh yeah, Timefall is uh, part of the fucking extinction entity that ages everything organic. Blah blah blah. But then you have like five emails in your files that have paragraphs upon paragraphs of why Timefall started, why Timefall's a thing, what happened at the beginning of it. Like, it goes into origins, it goes into what they've researched they've done on it, what goes into uh, what experiments they've done and completed and failed and didn't uncover this and what they were wrong about and what they were right about. Like, there's so much there it, if you want. It gets even further because in this game because on top of that with the story, um, it's like you're watching actors act at the same time. Yeah. So it, it's, it's like these... The stuff that you're seeing in these cutscenes, like, this shit was on a set. Like, I was watching some of the behind the scenes, because there's, like, a little mini documentary thing about it already. And I'm like, fuck, like, I'm, what I was watching in that cutscene was, like, acted out. It wasn't just, like, plugged in. Like the, well, everything, like, is motion capture yeah, and yeah. shit now. But those, like, cuts... It's so much easier than, like, animating the whole fucking thing, yeah. I guess. It's just, it was just, it was just like, man, this is, this is a fucking dense-ass package. Mm -hmm. Can we talk about the, uh undeniably the best email real quick to this is a do you guys remember the mission where you go to the, the junker mm -hmm. and you have to go and get his wife from the chiral artist or his girlfriend so just i at first i thought it was his fucking daughter i didn't know it was his girlfriend <laughs> literally i didn't pick up on the fact that it was his girlfriend until he gets on yeah. his hands and knees and is about to propose and i was like this guy fucks his this kid is getting weird this guy fucks his kid this is crazy but did you guys get so you take you take this fucking person they make this big trip they decide to get married and work out their problems with the in-laws and all this stuff and then he sends you an email fucking like an hour later in the game and says <laughs> don't get married ever <laughs> and he's just going I used to have all this time I could build whatever I want watch whatever I want to do whatever I want and all she does is nag 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 watch this clean this go build this why aren't you doing this Sam, if you're thinking of getting married, don't ever do it. You'll lose yourself. <laughs> that was, I didn't see that. That's <laughs> That was when I was like, man, no joke, but when I saw it, I was like, man, if this game just would have thrown me some shit like this at the beginning of the game, I would have been way less fucking mad the whole time. Yeah. Because I didn't read a ton of the emails, honestly, because uh, like I said, I was just powering through it. But um, the ones that I, a couple of them that I did read that were like that, I was like, this is fucking gold why the fuck did he put this in and this is better than being able to piss on the well ground. that's what i love about kojima yeah. honestly is the hidden quirkiness like the pizza delivery missions and how there's like a really badass reward for doing all those dumbass pizza missions and stuff like that what was and that i mean reward? yeah like sometimes it is really fucking dumb like the mario references and all that shit like it just it's such a serious moment you're so die like and like deeply connected and invested in this moment and then there's such a ridiculous ridiculous fucking line or some perverted nonsense that's happened in metal gear solid you know it's like that's the human side of kojima is that he he takes he builds this incredibly crazy political fucking story 
and then he just has fun with it. You know, like, people need to understand, like, yeah, it can be stupid if you want to call it stupid, but that's his, like, style and humor and stuff. He throws a little bit of himself in there's it. A, there's, a, like, in Metal Gear Solid 3, when you finally, uh, you're like, you got a good, uh, Rykov, blah, 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 and you, like, you find him, and it's literally Raiden. Uh, mm-hmm. and, his na- and his name is, uh, oh, God, I don't have I don't have it pulled up, but it's, like, his name is, like, something Rykonovich something. And, like, uh, and you're just, like, that's hilarious because that's literally Raiden's face, and his name is everything that makes it obviously that this guy's related to Raiden. Then when you look it up, he goes, oh, yeah, no, there's no correlation. I thought it'd just be funny. You're like, oh, so this guy who is Raiden's face model from Metal Gear Solid 2 is just a funny thing and it doesn't matter and you wasted your time looking it up. There's a lot of like that. And I do love that about uh, all the games that he you know works on. Yeah. So speaking of Ko- just uh, Kojima shit, I feel like we should have touched on this in the very beginning. But can we talk about the private room, the stuff that you can do in it, and how it's essentially pointless... <laughs> but very, very, like, full of personality and full of, like, what I feel like is, like, Kojima shit. It's totally... Well, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get the annoying shit out the way, and this is a big part about the game. It should not take me, like, a pause and then a button click, pause and a button click, pause and a button click three times to skip Norman Reedus pooping and to skip Norman Reedus peeing and to skip Norman Reedus showering. I appreciate that all of those produce items that you can use in the game. That's awesome. But I it should not be that many buttons to skip something. Like I didn't I didn't I never did it because I didn't want to get those fucking items and stuff strictly because I didn't want to have to pause, skip, pause, skip, oh, yeah. pause, skip. I I did it to like I would only shower sometimes. It's just like I'm going to clean Norman off, I guess. But um <laughs> that's why I did I, it too. It was it, it was almost like a like you really actually do when you're in the private room. You actually, in real life, do calm down. At least it did for me. Like, and I put the music on, and I was like, "Oh wow!" The when it comes to this gameplay mechanic, this succeeded for me. Like when he was like, "Oh, the private room is designed oh, yeah, yeah. to I be this and that," and, it, and it worked. And it did. It, it somehow, somehow, surprisingly worked. Where I was excited. Like there was that sense of relief in my real life. It's yeah. like shit that I felt. I could relate to Norman Reedus the same exact way. I was like, oh, God, I'm going to take a shower. Like, yeah. yeah, I definitely liked the uh, the term, being able to play the music and then reading the files and the audio logs there over anywhere else because it was just like, okay, I can just do this and take a break because, I mean, when you're grinding this game out, you're 10 hours or so at a time delivering fucking packages and doing the same thing. So it is nice that they have that fucking break in. I'm just surprised it works. Yeah, it's it's like the Smash Brothers uh, things, too, with the trophies and everything. How you have, like, the little army men um, behind Mm -hmm. him and on the table. That was my favorite part of the private room. I loved looking at each of those figures every time you dealt with a new event or beat a boss. Yeah. Um, I was sick. I I hated... I hated feeling like every time I went in needing that 25% energy boost, so I had to sit through three fucking cutscenes of Norman Reedus <laughs> pounding monster energy. I didn't know you could drink three of them. You I can drink you more than that. They just stop helping you after yeah. three. Also, later on, it becomes beer, and you can get them drunk. You can, yeah. Also, you can have Kojima show up in the private room. I don't know if you guys know that. Uh, I did not know that. You can, um, so, no. He can show up as a BT, as one of the gooey floor BTs. 
Oh, it's a God. rare thing that only happens certain times. If you look at Norman Reedus' legs certain ways, he'll hallucinate and see this uh, these BTs come up and start to grab him, grab his feet when he's sitting on the bed, and one of them is modeled after Kojima. That's hilarious. Um, yeah. And I was telling this to Tom, but like, you can was it you I was talking to you about it? But uh, like, there yeah, were, there were parts where you know wherever the camera goes is how he will react, and um, I kept doing it in his crotch, like he would like shove me out of the way. Uh, yeah, and then like by the fourth time, or the second or the third time, he like flicked me off, and then the fourth <laughs> time or the third time, he straight up gets up, grabs you, the camera, and punches it, and I was like, ah, this is the shit I love, man. Small shit like that. No, so, there was the room is the there, and for that. It's crazy how like how that's evolved over the years because I remember in Warcraft two, if you continuously click on the Death Knight. And this was every character, they all had some crazy shit to say, like, but if you continuously just keep clicking on the Death Knight, like, standing still, he says, like, when when my job is over, I'll be coming for you or something, so breaking that fourth wall. And now here we are, like, Norman Reedus grabbing the camera and flipping you off and stuff. Um, this brings me up to something I, w- I really want to talk to you guys about. Did um, Do you guys know who Tim Rogers is, the guy that he writes for Kotaku and does some videos for them? Um no. Well, if I oh no, I'm he did. Did he do else. the name generator thing? I don't remember if he did the name generator. His first thing that really popped off was a, a thing for Dragon Quest Eleven, this okay. big long review. But he does a lot of stuff there, and his shit's really funny. But his Death Stranding uh, videos are great. I think you guys would like them because he interviewed Kojima years ago, and he asked Kojima, "What would your perfect video game be?" And Kojima said, "Oh." uh a baby. And he's like, what do you mean a fucking baby? Like a, a baby Tamagotchi? And basically, basically he was just saying that like the interactivity that he likes from a game, uh, the the most personified version of that would would be taking care of a, of a, an actual child. Like a physical... Imagine getting the Death Stranding Collector's Edition BB baby, mm-hmm. but now that thing that's in your hands is actually alive and you actually have to take care of that item. And you like learn it. about its ba- you learn about its backstory as over time as you're taking care of it and you become attached to it and then this big sci-fi thing story comes out just from you having this baby. Um, and I thought that was crazy because that interview was in 2004 or something, and that's essentially what it is with Norman Reedus taking care of BB. All of that stuff happens and in the game. There's another interview where I, uh, it was in the it was in the Metal Gear Solid Four documentary where he was like, "What do you want to do next?" It's like, I don't know. I want to do something else, something that like brings people together. And that was in 2008. Yeah. Um, what was another thing that was in there? Oh, he he brought up an, another thing about how he really wanted this whole like pet simulator thing. But I think throughout the game, like B, he brings up a point that BB is Norm Reedus's pet. But you're essentially Norman Reedus and Sam Bridges is essentially your pet to the game. Like you can kind of look at the game as a pet simulator, um, really, especially the private room stuff. But with Norman Reedus as the dog, mm-hmm. and I, that sounded really fucking hilarious. But thinking about it, yeah. he's kind of right. I mean, yeah, even with Metal Gear Solid Five, when it like there was there was that like implementation of like having to care about something else. Um, with like the dog and the horse and shit yeah I just thought that was like a really him talking about the idea that he would love to have this robotic baby that 
in real life and that be his ultimate like video game that's why this is like such an honest game like it's like it's like whether you like it or not like this is something he legitimately wanted to do Uh, and it's like you could be along for the ride or not yeah and i think that's definitely the most interesting thing the fact the fact that this guy had this pitch in his head and was able to convince someone to give him the hundred million dollars it took to make it is incredible and is a testament to what he's saying about making sure you're a well-connected person in life but um but yeah not to get on the tan too much on the tangent this is also where the game the middle of the game is where the story really starts to open up because you do those first 10 hours and you don't really get any story yeah until you you really get to this next part you have no idea who Higgs is. You have no idea who Clifford is. Die Hardman's. You talking to him? That's it. Yeah, and he, and he's just telling you what to do. He's not really giving you any exposition. Um, You're literally a man who wants to be left alone. Yeah, but the, but this is the part of the game where you really start to learn about all the different characters and everything. And what I wanted to know from you guys, um, I don't know if this is a question that we were going to bring up later, Hosein, but um, out of the different supporting people of the supporting cast. Uh, who did you who did you guys really latch on to the most and whose story was the most interesting to, I, your, to I, you? I fucking loved the Hartman episode oh, or yeah. like Hartman was amazing. Little area. Strictly because like you you really start to unravel the extinction entity piece with him. Mm-hmm. It's fuck first of all, it's fucking crazy that Every 20 minutes, he dies for a very specific amount of time is, yeah. just to explore, like, this other world and has an AED always attached to him. And that That's such a, a badass, like, unique fucking little area or, like, little thing to hit on. And they did it very well. Like how, you know, you walk into this dude's house and the whole floor is padded. And you don't really understand or realize that or anything or think anything about it, but you're like, well, this is a fucking weird little scene. And then you realize it's because he's constantly wired to die at certain points. And if he just he's around the office, then he dies. He don't want to fucking hit his head, obviously. But like when he starts breaking down, how like the cavemen and the dinosaurs and uh, various people, and obviously Bridget uh, or Bridges or whatever, when like the fact that they are extinction entities, and there's been five prior to them, like in the history that them and the connection with the umbilical cords and how they're not they never really died or they were never really here that all of that was fucking crazy like i don't remember the specifics and everything like that but i thought when you start realizing that like people or things can be extinction entities and connected and whatnot it's it was i, I love there was it. that there was that moment a little earlier for me with the mama thing and the umbilical cord dead baby thing and like it yeah. explained why like the story part and like that's when it was that moment where I the BTs and people and beaches yeah, and stuff like that it was that, that yeah. moment where I was like holy fuck this is this shit opened up hard oh yeah, yeah. Um, I was so on board with the mama stuff up until you were walking with her and she was like I remember being inside the womb yeah and I was like no you don't and then her, her and her sister like got this weird Somehow they do the metaphorical on. Dragon Ball fusion dance and they're one. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's why she was able to remember that or whatever. It's because of her connection that was like something else. It was like a tele- like, telepathy thing. Yeah. For some reason, that just, out of all the ridiculous things that happened in this game, that was the one thing where I was just like, I think the immersion has been broken. 
right yeah. here for some reason. But everything else, I think I really, I was really. I was into. so mad that the bitch couldn't walk herself. I was like, why do I have to fucking carry you, dude? The the car- carrying people in this game is one of the more uh, infuriating things. When it came time to carry Mama, the first I saw a lot of people. The first thing do. you do is fucking fight the lion boss, right? And I don't know yeah. about you guys, I just put her down. <laughs> Like, I know a lot of people, I'm watching them fucking, like, play, and they're running around with mom on their back, and mom was getting fucking knocked off and launched 90 fucking yards across the football field and everything. <laughs> but I just put her down back in the room and just walked out and shot the thing in the face 47 times, and it died. Uh, I was, like, getting in the car, and we just drove all the way to Lochna. That's funny. <laughs> um, as far as the characters go, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious now that you guys know, but uh, Die Hardman is definitely my favorite and uh, most oh yeah most uh, connected character. And if it, if it's not him, then it, it was uh, Cliff because to be honest, Cliff is kind of the unsung hero of the game. Well, the so the game, the game is about Cliff. Yeah. Is, well, yeah. So the game is really about Cliff. Like and you, you don't really play... know that until freaking way like pretty much towards the end that like this is like a Cliff story. That's that's really the thing yeah. is like the game um, finding out uh, it wasn't like mind blowing but I was like this is sick when you're like oh so fucking Sam is just Cliff's son like God there's like crazy time travel shit in here from yeah. the the midpoint of the game my favorite person was probably uh, Dead Man oh, for some Dead reason Man is so cool but I think it's just because I like Gilmore Del Toro so much and he yeah. he he did not voice the character no he didn't um, but. Uh, I I enjoyed that whole idea of like he the most intriguing thing to me in the very beginning of the game was why does this guy have this scar on the top of his head uh-huh. like what and his name is dead yeah man. like what like what will the purpose of this be and figuring out that he is a literal like Frankenstein's monster like um, the epitome of what some people would say are the evils of stem cell research I guess yeah, and the mm-hmm. ideas of cloning that's why he was obsessed and yeah the BB and shit yeah and I thought that was really cool. Um, he was maybe my favorite character until he was like, you need to meet me on the top of this mountain. And then you're like, motherfucker, like, I had to build zip lines and exoskeletons, yeah. and I had to uh, kill extra, like, not extra, extra dimensional demons, and your motherfucking fat ass just walked here with a baby in your hand? It sucks. It's, it's, it's crazy because, like, this is that Kojima, this is, like, Metal Gear thing for me where I love every character because, dude, I, I was obsessed. Higgs is another one of my favorite characters because he, I felt like anytime he talked, it was not to anyone in the game. It was literally to you. Oh yeah, it, he's, he's like he's, he's, he's like the one oh that you thought most... he's like oh you thought the grind was over like shit like that. He like say stuff where I'm like bro, he's not talking to no one except me right now. Yeah, he probably outside of maybe when Hartman is literally smiling at the camera and liking you. Um, Higgs does the most interesting like fourth wall breaking stuff. When he literally just says, like, time for an actual good old-fashioned boss fight, all that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Higgs is amazing. It did the performance I, I think he's so cool. For, for me, I kind of felt like, I was like, I don't know if he's really, like, the big bad that I wanted. But I guess, like, in the story, it's set up because he's not really the big bad. He kinda, I, I he's hated kinda, I how he was soft okay. he was. Like, how soft he looked and everything like that. Because his... His outfit was fucking hardcore. Mm-hmm. Like the mask and the fucking Egyptian deal he's got going on. And then he takes all that off and he's like Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man 3. So I, I hated that part of him and I never really got around that. I hated all scenes with Higgs in it because of that. Like I was like, I can't I can't take this guy serious. This guy isn't a fucking He was ne- He was never it. like a threat, right? Yeah. I didn't, yeah. I didn't need him to be a badass. 
I think I think like because the look didn't necessarily matter to me. It was more just like I don't. He he sold the idea. His of motives, being a, like what? An evil motherfucker, but he didn't. I don't know if he really sold the idea of being like uh, of making me feel like a final boss. Yeah, a final boss, and even though he wasn't, I guess he didn't feel like the boss, and didn't really feel like the threat or that like his plan was the yeah. plan that but, that last fight with like the health bars that shit was fired because that oh yeah, that was that, fun. that, was, that cool. was that metal gear solid 4 boss fight mm-hmm. god that shit was that was, i was oh, like wait, with the uh with the whale flying or i'm whatever? sorry the higgs fight okay um, where you okay. literally so the big giant motherfucker that was a fun no 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 i'm fight. talking about the health bar like fight night shit the boxing match yeah, oh, where it goes more combat. Yeah. Okay. I, I love that bit so like, dude. I, my girlfriend was watching. That was wild. Was watching. I was like, oh my. I love how there's God. a few like last boss fights that I had to think. I was about freaking. I was flipping out at that part because because uh-huh. you know Metal Gear Solid Four at the end, like that whole shit. And I was like, dude, yeah. like, fuck. And I had to like basically play like Knockout Kings 2002. And I, I they, loved, um, yeah. Coming back to what Tom said about like the Clifford. Uh, twist wasn't I thought I don't think it was such like a huge gasping no. moment is because the entire game you're being shown little snippets and little like sneak peeks and stuff of this mystery and slowly unraveling it and shit like that yeah. and so finally when it comes around it's just everything's just slowly becoming more clear and more clear and more mm-hmm. clear so you probably by that time have like 50,000 different uh, resolutions or conclusions that you're just ready to hear at this point and then you're like oh okay it was that one. well I think yeah, that's, that's that was the, the game even tre- the game even treats it that way because there's not like this big like like Sam, I am your father, yep. and then like big orchestra hit. It's just the only thing that happens there is a couple of times like earlier Cliff is like, you know, you're my bridge to the future, and then Sam just literally says like, this is me, huh? Like when he's holding the kid, <laughs> and I I like that it was like almost glanced over, um, yeah, and that was interesting, and the whole idea of like, oh, so he really wasn't looking for your BB the entire time, and all. I think it was a key shit. like a key point for me in like my like like height of like enjoyment was towards the end when you're kind of seeing everything from the hospital from the from that side not seeing it through the bb filter where like you're looking at cliff and you're kind of watching everything everything you saw but from a different perspective that is one of my favorite parts of the game absolutely do you guys just want to go ahead and start talking about the end if we're here we're kind of there um you know obviously so you do kind of the normal gamey things of you have these boss fights, you have this big monster, then you have the smaller boss, then you have the big. <laughs> well, let me touch upon. Let me touch upon. Let me before we get to that. Sorry, I wanted to ask you guys what you thought of the uh, the cliff boss fights because um, I'm curious. Well, they were. I mean, it's just you need. I guess you needed something there because it's a video game. I, 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 again, okay, so like, like the BTs, like their, uh, consequence if you get caught by them, I think it could have been done better. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was a problem, because it was like, okay, these four guys are always with him, and you have to kill them all and stuff. It was just such a, such a check in the box, you know? Yeah, I feel like, um, for the theme that's there, and for the story reasons here, like, clearly, like, this, to me... This whole idea was written into the story before they figured out how they're going to do it mechanically. Um, and for like the theme and story reasons that it's there, I love it. I love the idea that everyone's beach 
uh, can be different, and because of everything that happened with this guy, his yeah. specific beach has become this, like, all he knew was war, so in the afterlife, all he's going to know is war. And he never found peace in life, so all that mm-hmm. I thought was really cool. For what's actually happening, uh, it's totally just fine. At the end of the game, you know, after everything's happened, you get time warped back two weeks before the actual ending. You can go back and replay all the uh, cliff nightmares if you want. And I was like, oh, that's cool that you have that option, but I don't think I ever would. It's just a very, very, very basic uh, Bossy first-person piece. shooter. I like... Uh, all right, yeah. third-person shooter. I like I like yeah. the fights because it was kind of like that... Uh, it kind of brought me back to like a fighting... Like any of the Metal Solid Three bosses, like uh, Ocelot or the mm-hmm. the uh, the Fury with uh, with the flamethrower like tunnel thing. But my only thing is, I wish to make the gameplay more interesting would be like because you kind of you have like four stages with Cliff and uh, every oh it's three. I think the last one was four. The, the Vietnam. No, there's you do World War One, World War Two, and Vietnam. No, no, I'm saying like within each fight, you you kill him and he starts over, and you do. Oh it. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Um, and uh, fucking, I thought what would made it better if it was like an Arkham City, like Mister Freeze situation, where like you if you got him this way, the next time you can't repeat it. So I was like, oh man, yeah, that kind of sucks. But I, I did enjoy those. I just wanted to see what you guys thought about that because that was those were those those boss fights were very video gamey. It was like it was like the most yeah. gamey thing in the game. It was a, it was a third person. Yeah, yeah that, and it I was think just, that's what the shooting mechanics aren't strong. So it was just like it was just kind of yeah. a week. Like oh, you kill these guys, you shoot him. It's a bullet sponge kind of thing. It's like it's not smart. It's not like it's just a hey, throw a lot of rounds into it. Yeah. Um, and I agree wholeheartedly with Tom. Like the the fact that because I mean you you don't realize that everybody's beach is different or you know um a certain what certain accustomed to them and then when it explains that that's like his fucking limbo or his afterlife that's such a fucking awesome premise you know yeah like i i i really like that stuff um being a big world war ii head it was cool to see yeah that i honestly thought when they went into the world war ii i was like oh this is where dead man fucking dies i thought when he when he hands you bb through the bars i was like yep this is the last time you see dead man um, but then, you know, obviously it doesn't happen. That, that stuff, it, it was cool. It was fun. I don't know if I would ever really go back and play it, but I was glad it was there to break the game up. And I think, I do think it is funny that, like, a lot of people really were hoping and expecting for this to be this crazy action game. Mm-hmm. And like, well, here it is. Here's the action. Most of my friends that Fuck were you. on board in the beginning that tapered off, that's what they were thinking. And they haven't played it still to this day because they found out it wasn't, really? it wasn't that. Who the fuck was expecting this to be like really big action or some I shit? Th- well, I I think that's understandable to think like, but before any gameplay gets announced and all you know is this is Kojima, he made the Metal Gear games, which are not like, which are which are action games, like yeah. action and stealth games, but there is action. So you know that he's made he's making a post-apocalyptic game, and he always made Metal Gear. I think it's he totally he, he makes like like his his games have always had a very military thing theme to him. Yeah. yeah, but I guess like the previews and the interviews and the perception of the game before, the pre pre impressions or whatever the fuck, it was all like like it wasn't hidden like it's a different kind of game. 
and every gameplay trailer and everything, like everybody that was talking about, it, they were like, "Oh yeah, it's a walking simulator. Oh, it's a FedEx." No, but I, that's it's what I'm talking about. Is that people? I'm talking about before, like when the Death Stranding story trailer came out, the very first yeah. one. Most of the people made up their minds that day about that they were going to check this game out because they loved yeah. the mystery that was there. And I think most people thought you were going to explore that mystery by shooting through. And I also okay. and that would have been in line. And then later, even like we were talking about a while back before the episode, before the game came out, um, we were like, maybe he's hiding all that. You know, yeah, because the E three trailers and that, because they had Clifford and they showed off the skeletons well, and, well, and the con- and the guns. And I was going to say every. I think the reason why people had those expectations is because literally every trailer had this Clifford thing at the end. Oh yeah, I actually yeah, was surprised. Yeah, but they, they had that, but at the same time, like I I said that in one of our previous casts when we were talking about that, I was like, okay, so maybe they are hiding that, and then I was like, but what if it's such a small little part of the game, and it, the entire game is a delivery simulator? And it turned out to be that, but... So it turned out to be my worst fear... But he did it well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think he did, uh, like, for for the game being the exact opposite of what I wanted, uh, it was a good game. Um, definitely. But I think it's totally reasonable for a very non, uh, like, a, a gamer that's not deep in gaming culture to hear Kojima game probably going to be a gun game. And I And I guess, like, not many games that are triple A take, you know, are take a step back from all the action. Because nobody gives a fuck about the like toned down shit. It's kinda like when I was in Afghanistan the second time, a lot of my buddies, like, we we all watch movies like when we went on post or on, on patrol. So like we're all huddled up in the rack and like it was my turn to pick the movie. So I picked the uh, the Rum Diary from Hunter S. Thompson. And um and, like, we sit down to watch it, and 10, 15 minutes in, everybody's bitching because there's no cars, there's no guns, there's no chicks, there's no crazy shit happening. And I'm like, well, you guys just watch the fucking movie? But they couldn't do it. They all turned off. They're like, this is trash. I'm like, it's literally in a fantastic fucking movie, but you're going to sit here and call it fucking trash. And uh, they went and watched, like, Fast and the Furious or something. And it made sense. And that's what, like, because not much... The people don't fucking want this like relaxing like chill experience they want to be blasting through everything and, and shit and like in, that in and a death stranding situation I, like and i'm not trying to defend like what the game is but if it was that with the game that we got and like the all the like the the little mechanics and stuff it would not it would not be a good game if it was like a shooting game with the same setting like a, like where like i barely used guns in that i never i pretty much never did so it's like, oh, I, with with how the game is laid out now, I am glad that that's not what it was. Yeah. Yeah, I never fucked with the mule camps. I never shot or dealt with BTs. I always just snuck it, around. It them. didn't take it, it. I didn't even notice that the later mule camps were guys that were beefier with guns. Yeah. yeah. Like that's how I, that's how much I will I say I was the I fucked the because I wasn't a road guy. I was having to walk through that shit all the time. I definitely grenaded a bunch of BTs, especially. Uh, in uh, the city, in Edgenot City or whatever, um, I shot a bunch of BTs. Uh, once you got the umbilical cord cutter, I was cutting BTs, and uh, I was a, uh, I was definitely having a few times to deal with some really fucking yeah. annoying mule situations. But <clears throat> I should have just built roads, man. Oh man, I should have been a city planner. It, it was a grind indeed, <laughs> but the road, like after I did the road stuff, I was literally UPS guy. Like I had the, yeah. I had the bridges uh, truck and. 
I would set up like quests like uh, strategically to where like when I go from one place to the to the bottom, I'm hitting every corner of like these like uh, of the camps, and like, by the time I get to the last uh, base, I have like an empty truck. Like I was doing, I was doing it like like very manually. Yeah, you really do learn like the rhyme and reason of the game. I think if people are playing the game, like because it's there's so many ways to go about it but like i have some uh like a friend that was like man i i just went from whatever not city to the engineer uh and then i went back to that and then i went back to this and i was like no there is like a routing there's like there like i was like i i can't like tell you you're playing the game wrong but it's like yeah it's like yo like there is a reason to everything it's, oh how come when i like uh go to the map and i drag my marker to the next place it like just goes the direction it doesn't like there's no pathway or tells me how to get there with the little um, the dotted line thing and i'm like because you have to like make those lines multiple times in the map you have to like uh like yeah. the coordinates are it's not just like it's point a to point yeah B. like you, yeah. You, you you have to do it in like dotted lines and you can't just go mm-hmm. i'm gonna drag sam and then drag the marker to whatever and expect yeah. the dotted line to make this auto path of like the easiest way to get. And I'm just like, yeah, you people bitched that. about that. Oh yeah. Oh god, guys. Dude, that's the th- that's but <laughs> figure it out, that's, man. Th- that's on. just the that's the that's some of the things that like upset people because there are games that do that, like Fable and stuff like that. Like the follow yeah. the little sparkle in the exact path. Grand Theft Auto, it'll show you the roads yeah, and shit. And, I get and, that, but um. Uh, I, I, and I can, I can totally, like, even if people are playing this all wrong, like, even if people, uh, there's, this is a game where I'm like, dude, if, at the end of the day, no matter how many ways there are to go about it, no matter how good the story is, no matter this, at the end of the day, it is a fucking delivery simulator, and if you can't deal with the mechanics, or you can't tolerate, you don't enjoy the mechanics, if you don't have time for it, I mean, dude, like, don't fucking play it like by no means is this like a fucking crazy awesome gaming experience that i think everybody should have because there are so many people that i know of that this game will never be i know they never have to fucking touch Um, this shit like there are some games i could argue like yeah dude like yeah dark souls is challenging but if you just give it a little bit of time you any any way you want to fucking play it, it's a fun ass game you know uh fucking puzzle games like Hey man, this this puzzle game or whatever, just give it a little bit of time. You'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy it. If you like video games, you'll enjoy it. That's not the case with this. It is very subjective to where some people like like Donkey's review. I'll talk about that more in the Q and A. But he lit this game on fire, and every single one of his points is a hundred percent true. Yeah. And if you can tolerate these mechanics, then hey, there's something about the game that's like so goddamn like i've always been very open-minded and patient with things but like there's something i enjoyed the hell out of about just putting my pack on and walking right. you know and yeah that and was actually like, the most relaxing and fun part of me was the times where i knew i wasn't gonna have to deal with bts or anything like that yeah um, and i was gonna be able to just have a pretty relaxing uh walk and i could just yeah. like listen to Straight something up. Else well, it, i think it's because you know? a lot of this game um like it makes you react in a real life way like like for instance Bert you you like doing that already in real life too like like yeah. you connect to that part of the game because you're like I like this this is just what I like to do 
and and it kind of like a it, it hits you in like a in a more than like I'm just holding c- the controller playing this game. It's like there's yeah, like, an actual I'll, real. I'll double tap. I'll double tap what you just said. So specifically, did y'all remember the the big ass waterfall at one point, like some Niagara yeah. Falls yeah, looking yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. So at that part, there's multiple quests that go around there or whatever, but so many times it was more convenient for me to like cross right there and I didn't have fucking anything. I don't even think you can put a bridge right there, but if you put like a rope, you can very slowly like go while holding on to the rope so you have just enough stamina to not get swept away and you have to very strategically like time it and fucking... Um, That's awesome. You know, like, work with the rope and everything and getting to the right spot and holding and resting and stuff like this. And in the meantime, like, it's stressful because at any point you fuck this up, all your cargo is going floating down this fucking river. But you just get to enjoy the fuck out of, like, this beautiful game that motherfuckers created. And, like, really, I mean, it's a puzzle, you know? It's it's a puzzle. Like, I have to do this in a very methodical way to get it and to work. And that puzzle you had is not a puzzle I had. That's a cool thing about this. Exactly, game it's different for everybody, and you you can either appreciate that or you cannot. And if some if somebody gives this game a zero out of ten, I can't blame them mm-hmm. because the vehicles were a dumpster fire. the The game, yeah, the game you can build roads and shit like that, but you give people vehicles, they're gonna. There was no even like off road tire or something because there's rocks and weird little rock formations fucking you everywhere. You don't even want to know you, how many times I just got stuck in a ditch and ran out God. of battle. Yeah, it's pretty... Re- yeah, exactly. It's you pretty crazy that a Home Alone it. style of marbles on the floor can completely <laughs> derail this massive FedEx truck and flip it upside down. Also, it's pretty infuriating sometimes. Like, I'm gonna leave this car here for two minutes and go fucking piss on a tree or whatever, and you come back and the time fall has rusted it to dust. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. Like, and you're like, this shit isn't even organic. What's happening? Some of this shit, man, it'll fucking murder there's a, you. There's but, just a uh, ton of ideas in this game that, like, like you wish that they were all cared in the same way as some other ideas, but there's, like, some of yeah. them just had well, to be Well, it's the satisfied. first of the Stranding game. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but that's what I, I'm the same way going back to what I was saying. Like, you, you have that, like, like, it hits you in real life. You're like, ah, like, this is more than just me, like, the, me moving the, the, the guy with the controller. There's, like, a yeah. real sense of feeling and and i always say this and i always bring this game up in every episode we talk about but that's a, that's a dark souls thing that's why that's another one of my favorite games ever is because it hit it it hit me in a different like it, in more than just a playing the game way i love slain skeletons in the undead bird <laughs> well i just like sitting uh by bonfires in real life so <laughs> yeah there you go cool well why don't we uh Hit, uh, talk about the ending and I guess just some of the story as yeah. as a whole because now I feel like we've really touched on the gameplay. Oh, one other one one major thing that relates to the gameplay that I just want to <laughs> rant about real quick. When you finish and they tell you, "Hey, now that you're on uh, in California, we need you to walk back to South Carolina with nothing." With nothing. Um, I'm not saying that I was the angriest I've ever been in my life, uh, but. Uh, that was shitty. I I will yeah. say I had a terrible time with that, and then I talked to my friend who was like, "Oh yeah, no, I had already built zip lines, and I just did that in two minutes." Must be fucking. I was nice. like, yeah, I, I was able, I was able to use some of the zip lines that I built, 
But then the rest, I think I got in a, I got in a truck and drove halfway. Did y'all go through the mountains? Uh, yeah, I went some weird way to get around. I went the because if you go the other way, there's a beach. Oh wait, no, yeah, I, I followed the beach and then eventually okay, went to the mountains. There you go. Because I was like, man, I didn't go where the zip lines and shit were. I went all I skirted the beach, ran out of fucking battery on my truck, and then I had to fucking walk the whole That's way. What, I, I did the same thing. Yeah. Um. That was infuriating, but so, end of the game, you know, you fight all these BTs, you fight 47 lines, you fight fucking Free Willy flying through space. It's awesome. Uh, how do you guys feel about the fucking, the whale fight? Because I thought, I was like, man, this thing looks so cool. It doesn't really do anything at all. But, Hosey, was that, <laughs> was, was that the boss that you said was really, really hard on the hard difficulty? Or which boss was the really hard one for he you? He was the, he, it wasn't that it was hard, it was just... It was just a pain in the ass because it did not die for like had a lot of fucking. Health. It had it took a long so time. much health, and I ran out of so much ammo and died a good amount of times. Like going into the seam and coming back out. Um, yeah, a I, bunch. I never really. I think I only died a couple of times, but you know that you can go back in and you can get other weapons from other that's players. What, yeah, I did that. That's how I That's cool. how I ended up destroying that thing. But yeah. Eventually, they dropped some quad rocket launchers oh, dude, and I was able to shoot I was fucking, fucking that thing up with the rockets and I think it took me, no joke, it was, um, it was 6.30 in the morning when, here. I was playing the game. I had to work at 12. I had stayed up the Damn. whole night before. I was, and then that happened and I was like, fuck. it was 7.14 when I beat it. God, that sucks ass. And I was like, fuck. Um, the, I was like, I better be done with this. And then the credits rolled, and then that was the real pain. I was like, I can't do this right now. Yeah, so so en- enough gameplay. Um, let's talk about the ending real quick. Um, we'll talk story in a minute, but let's talk uh, how goddamn long it takes to watch this fucking movie at the end. So, obviously for everyone that plays, you know that there's... Sam's ending, and then you get to see Cliff's ending, essentially. And for Sam's ending, uh, I enjoyed wa- having Bridget and Amelie come back to that to the beach over and over again, uh, and seeing all that stuff. That was nice, and I can respect when people, when developers, make sure that there's a way that you have to watch the credits. But did that did that have to take thirty eight minutes? No. Did that need I, to take I liked the that long? Are we talking about the part on the beach? Yes, the part on the beach where Sam is fucking turning blue. It turns blueberry Christ, blue dude. like he's in the fucking Wonka factory. Wonka. <laughs> dude, like, yeah, because, I mean, okay, here, here's how to shorten that up. Why do I have to run around the beach for five minutes in between where just to wait for Sam to sit down and Amelie to come out and her fucking hospital bed that, and shit? That's, that, that is the ending I... I I mean, I like the content there, but I wish I didn't have to do it that way. The, I thought you were gonna, I thought you were talking about the actual cutscene ending at the end and like the whole. No, no, we're we're not there yet. That that stuff I enjoy. I knew that I was gonna take a that long time. That shit was amazing. I enjoyed that. Um, and I didn't even realize it was as long as it was until afterwards. I thought I was sitting there for like twenty minutes. And I realized it was like an hour long. Um, the the um for the story overall, the cliff stuff ended up being the cliff and hardman stuff ended up being so much more interesting than the whole extinction entity uh beached whale scenario like yeah that stuff was like fine and fun but 
compared to to like the cliff story at the end, I could not give any any less of a shit about Amelie and that whole yeah, thing. Yeah, I was more into the mm-hmm. cliff uh, and uh, yeah. die hard man thing. Yeah, so if that's what we're vibing, let's talk about that. So obviously, you spend this whole time in these cutscenes from uh, the the original BB's point of view, watching watching all this shit and getting to see it all from a new perspective and seeing more and more and more and more. I thought like that that shit was just fucking incredible. And the whole time, like we, so I finished the game after the Game Awards had happened, and they had already given uh, Mags the award for the best motion captured performance. Uh-huh. And at that point in time, I hadn't seen all this stuff, so I was like, I mean, he was good, but, like, did he really earn it? And in that last hour, that man earns everything that he get, everything there. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe how that, like, you could, I think, take that last hour, and that stuff is just as, and just show someone that, and they would be just as interested in seeing it as if they had never played the game before. Oh, yeah. Like obviously the effect isn't the effect isn't quite as strong because you're not as attached to it, but that shit that was all just absolutely. That's how I feel about the Hardman uh, section when like. Oh yeah, well the Hardman section is all kind of tied into that. Yeah, and um, because to me I never really, I thought he was like a cool, like he was a cool visual and everything, but I didn't necessarily care about the character until the very until you see him on the beach, at gunpoint, you know, and Cliff is is holding that gun to him and takes off the mask and then you like really start to learn about the history between the two characters there oh yeah i didn't really give a shit about I, I and and the segment after the uh the speech that he gave and he was like crying uh and uh at to sam and sam gives him the gun that whole like like exchange was my favorite part of the entire game yeah i, I really liked the part at the end where he was like cliff just wants me to keep being hardman you know and Sam's like, nah, motherfucker, you're wrong. Like, like you don't need to continue. Like, basically saying the, what the world th- doesn't need a soldier right now. Right. The world doesn't need a military man, like, leading uh, leading the country. We need someone who has, like, humanity there. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Someone told me uh, that they're like, oh, yeah, Hardman's a repatriate. And I was like, I don't think he is. And they're saying no, like, because he would go out with Cliff. And the reason he's called Die Hardman is because he would keep dying and he would keep coming back. And I don't think that's true, and I think that person was completely misreading the story. Yeah, I don't think he was a repatriate. Yeah. Um, because also, all that he, all the stuff with him and Cliff happened before the stranding even happened. Because Amelie and everything, and Amelie, or not Amelie, but Bridget bringing Sam, the dead baby Sam back to life is what caused the stranding. Um, but I thought that was weird. But yeah, that, that whole section um, is by far the most interesting thing did you guys stick around for like basically the post credit scene the hands yeah louise yeah wait recap me on that okay so after everything's happened um you see just a close-up of like so sam and lou are asleep or like laying on the ground and lou's hand is coming up and sam's he goes lou lou louise he calls you louise so you know that like BB was actually a girl. Yeah, yeah. Okay, time. yeah. I didn't. Remember that. Yeah, I thought that was like a nice, cool Easter egg that doesn't really matter. But well, he mentioned it. He mentioned it earlier in the game too. I don't remember if you caught that. Did he really? Um, well, it was that him and his wife's uh, child was always going to be a girl's or like uh, the fuck. What was it? I'm trying to remember. I think I thought I caught it when he was having a conversation with Dead Man. 
I was talking specifically. He to was Bibi. like, well, I he think was like something, something. Um, she is happy or something. Yeah, I think is somebody said online that every other language the game is in, it's always a feminine name except for English that it's okay. Lou. Hmm. I have to check on but, that. I have to check on that. That's cool. Um, I I liked it though. It was it was a nice touch at the end. I definitely cried. Yeah, I definitely felt a, a bit of a teary moment there. I. It takes a lot for me to cry. It actually takes, like, unimaginable tragedy for me to cry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I definitely had some, like, tear moments at the end. When Hardman was crying and he talks about, like, that he just loved Bridget, but that he loved Cliff. Yeah, uh, that, that hit me no, pretty dude, hard. That was, that was what I'm talking about, like, that scene where he was crying. And I like and going off of the gameplay, more of the performance, that shit was legendary for me. Mm-hmm. When I saw that, I was like, this this guy need to win the awards like for anything like uh, i i thought i I think he has he has a cool he was like the best well he talks the most in the game so that's you know he i love well that's the thing is he he's pretty dry throughout the rest of the game right he doesn't really get to i think that's why i think that's why it hit me hard is because when you finally see him break down you're like this was like i i think i connected to him because it's like my dad in a sense where like i've never seen my dad cry maybe except twice in my whole entire life and my dad is like that soldier, that whole exact same like thing. And I was like, when I saw, finally saw him like break down, it kind of brought me back to when my dad like did that a couple times in my life growing up. And I was like, yeah. fuck, like this is like this is more than just like a video game experience. This is like, man, I and it was real. Like I, I when I, I watched the behind the scenes footage and they, I saw that scene happen in mocap with the actors, and he was like real crying. Mm-hmm. He was like, you know what? Was, I'm sorry. Yeah, and I was just like, that part hit me hard. So I think what uh, what a favorite one of my favorite parts about this game, and there was one like there was one reviewer who said like, well, well, Death Stranding is the type of game that you'll be talking about long after it's over. I don't really, I'm not gonna make it out to be like what I love about Death Stranding is almost how interpretive that it is, because like, um. I think not a lot of games allow that time for reflection and uh, just, like, allow that time. Because, for the most part, Death Stranding is incredibly brainless. Like, once you got it down, once you know how to stay on your feet and balance yourself and stuff, you're literally just going. That's why these moments when he cues the music and all that shit are so special. Because it just gets people in these emotional little bouts and stuff like that. But, like, if you're going through something... When you play this game, like, I have a good friend that's playing, that was playing it while he was going through, like, a divorce or whatever. And, um, like, it allows a lot of, like, introspective thought. And it allows you to kind of zone in on something and just, like, interpret the meaning and, like, put together all these things. And it can, I mean, band, like, music does this for people. Movies do this for people. Like, books do this for people. So it's crazy to have a game that takes that time and creates this atmosphere to develop that thought and like to really try to like figure some stuff out in your head while I you're playing that. it. I had that happen to me many times in this game and I can even I can pinpoint a lot of the times when it did. So you know when you know when people were like, "Oh, you need to go for a walk." Like in in real life, yeah. like when you're just like, "All right, I need to go for a walk." I, or like going for a walk with no music or something will like clear your head and blah 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 blah. Yeah. Like that shit literally like I would play this game and have that mental thing happening that I'd have in a real life walk while playing this game. Because I would just be mm-hmm. going from point A to point B 
and in my real life i would just be thinking about like shit that's going on or like oh i need to do this or like i gotta you know like it was like if i was going on a walk in real life and uh that that happened a lot in this game yeah yeah um i think uh i got two things number one so for anyone that saw on the espionage facebook obviously hosey and you finally got the cameo of the Die Hardman actor. What's his name uh, again? Tom Earl Jenkins. Okay, so uh, Tom Earl Jenkins fucking wishing you uh, a good Christmas and everything. I thought that was really sick, but can you imagine paying him to just in front of a webcam recreate the crying scene? <laughs> and you just have a private video of this man crying and talking about his loved ones and his, his the woman he loves and his boss that he loves. The that would be awesome. Um, he get that whole situation. Apparently, coming uh, what Tate was telling me was actually not as difficult as it was. It was just like a. I had already talked with him before this even happened about like like because uh-huh. uh, I would like like his tweets or retweet or like comment and be like, oh, I love this part in the game, blah blah blah. And like he would talk to me and and I remember I put the I did a Die Hardman thing with the Vatican album, um, yeah. and he liked it and he retweeted it. He thought it was funny. Um, and we talked a little bit on DMs and whatnot. So when Tate approached him, he already knew who I was. That's um, crazy. And he was like, "Oh yeah, I just talked to my agent." Blah, blah blah. She set it up, and he already, like, he it wasn't in the any of like the pointers that she gave him to like mention espionage at all. Oh dang! I because I remember she told me that uh, there was I think with the agent there was some confusion about whether or not he would be yeah well to, like, uh, they but they story. had agreed to it uh, with Tate and the agent to not at all and then he just did it on his own um, man that's awesome yeah so he was like so he already knew like he recognized me already um, that's crazy. so then after that then he had followed me on Christmas Eve on Twitter and I was like that's so fucking weird man I guess like I've interacted with him enough for him to like know uh, and then cr- come Christmas, that whole thing happened, and I fucking lost my mind. But yeah, he a lot of the stuff he said was like things he had just felt like saying. Yeah, that's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. I finally got to watch it earlier today, and I was, uh, it was a lot cooler, more heartfelt than uh, I thought it was going to be. Honestly, so it really was. Yeah. It wasn't like reading from a script, like a cameo yeah. or something. I think that's why. Yeah, like I had already liked Die Hard, and he's been my phone background since like hour like twelve. Of the game. Tate told me that she was like, I'm not his Hosian's phone background anymore. I was like, oh, who is it? She's like, Die Hardman. <laughs> oh my fucking God. <laughs> he, he's been there since like the tour, uh, the where I got the game case. Um, but yeah, I, so that whole thing and me always excited to hear him talk in the game and, and then like I get my like moments of like being able to interact with him in real life. And then, then that, like I was like, God, this is, this is my favorite video game character uh, in the, in Death Stranding. And, that was like one of those big like i can't believe this is actually real moments yeah absolutely um well i guess does anyone else have anything they want to roll in about the game itself before we get into some q and a or let's do some fine just some quick fine or hosey go ahead i was gonna say like i think the q and a questions that i actually have is a way to like tie it off sick let's do it um go for it so i I think I'm going to ask that one um, last. Uh, we talked about it a little bit already, but um, my phone just fucking crashed on me. I have to boot it back up. Give me one second. Why does this do this? You're good. Um, Bert, you've got a question, right? 
Well, it was like somebody or my brother wanted me to uh, talk about how we felt about Donkey's uh, review. Have y'all watched Donkey's review? Only like, I saw it briefly, like a while ago. Yeah. Okay, well, I so no. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, well, basically, like for me, like Donkey and I, I've I've agreed with damn near every point of view Donkey's ever had, except for Mario Odyssey. Like it's a very like. Oh, this game is obviously trying to be too hard on this or too trying too hard to be this. We have a very similar taste, but um, Donkey did this thing. He does his dunk views that are like a little more serious videos where he actually gives his uh, truthful opinion on them. And like he ripped Death Stranding to pieces. So he 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 just completely like talked about how awful and it's everything we've talked about how awful the balancing issues are how awful the vehicles work on the terrain um how like oh you have zip lines now now you can just skip the whole fucking game because it's obviously annoying shit like that and uh he talked about how convoluted the story was and there are like when you try to get down and dirty in the world like yeah it's sci-fi you can create whatever world you would like um, but when you, when there are some things that are like, oh, and, uh, when a BT comes in contact with a human and the void out happens, yay. It's just very, like, out there stuff that is, like, in this instantly created universe. But again, sci-fi, that's nitpicking. Um, he, he ripped it apart. And it just goes back to what I was saying about, it's, it's about what you can put up with. Because in no way, shape, or form am I gonna come up here and be like, yeah, the learning... Or the first bit of walking and before you're getting upgrades is annoying. Yeah, like the vehicle combat or the vehicle um, and mechanics. If you never build roads, even if you do build roads, because roads don't go everywhere. You have to get off-road for shit. And it's not all rocks, but there are some areas of the game that are just like, dude, holy fuck this. Mm -hmm. If you're trying to use a truck or anything like that, and there's no upgrade to that. There's no upgrade for tires or something that can go over all these rocks and shit like that. You're just kind of fucking having a cow on these episodes. So, about reviews in general, that like, about people that gave this game a 0 out of 10, a 4 out of 10, about people that hated it and ripped it apart, those are all very honest and very, you know, you have to just take them for what it's worth because this is a perfect game that's like, you don't want to listen to somebody else somebody else's opinion about it because there were plenty of people that i respected and usually like agreed with that hated the game and i i fucking loved this game i could not wait to play it i can't wait to play it again when it comes out on pc um and i just wanted more of it and more of it and more of it so like it's it's about those reviews is you just have to play the fucking game it's it'll be subjective to each person you either you might, you, there might be a middle ground, but there's gonna be people that hate it so goddamn much. Some people might look at Dark Souls and be like, "Dude, I can't play it. It's I don't like this. I don't like that." There might be, you know, but there are people. There's no, I don't think there's any reason to really just like fucking fuck this game. It's a bad game. It, it's a horrible mechanic and shit like that. People are gonna say that about this, and they're not entirely incorrect. Um, but then there's all the 10 out of 10s and shit like that. I can understand that as well. And it deserves it. It deserves that fucking praise. So um, One thing to touch upon the donkey thing. Uh, there was like that segment where he's like on the motorcycle and he's going like, it's just not working out. He's like on the, the part with the rocks and he's like, God damn it. God fuck yeah. it. Like, it's like, it's that where I'm like, man, you're just not playing it right. 
and this is not for you, man. Like, like that's just it. Like, you're. Well, you could tell that was for his goddamn. Because he's cry- crawling up a mountain. And he says, he's like, I mean, if it's like if this was Skyrim and I was doing this. Because you could tell certain bits of that were for his comedic piece on the video. Because he's not obviously trying to go up vertically, uh, almost damn near straight yeah. vertical got, on a mountain. He has shit like but, on, but on rocky terrain in this game, you are just completely stopping and going on right. fucking tiny my ass friend, rocks. My yeah. friend who also watches a lot of his videos and, and, always, and agrees, feels the same way most of the time. He's never played, like, he he was like, I don't know, after watching Donkey's reviews, like, I kind of, I want to play it. Like, I was like, oh, because yeah. it might be for you. Like, he was like, he, because he was That's like, tight. This game just looks like if it's just not something you'd enjoy, then you shouldn't just play it. And he was like, he's like, this makes yeah. me want to play the game because I think after watching Duncan's review, like, I actually would like the game. Oh, like, oh that, that's a weird, like, thing to take from it that, that's cool, I guess. Has he seen everything else about it or looked at trailers? Of, like, was he exposed to it um, prior? Only from, like, talking at work because he's a coworker of mine, so he doesn't know much about the game at all. Okay, then, and then, then that's just then, and he, so that even ties in with, like, whether you're talking about something and you're talking bad about it. Like all, all publicity is good publicity, mm-hmm. because Donkey ripped it to shreds, and people that watch Donkey but don't normally keep up with this type of video game were like, "Holy shit, I think I would like that." You know, right. so that's and, cool. and that goes to the thing. That goes to my point where, when we first started this episode, I was like, I'm blocking everything from the people that are obsessed with the idea of the game and the people who are also like, fuck this. I didn't even talk about it either uh, to, like, yeah. to my friend because I was like, I just want you to play it, man. I just want you to see how it is. So he doesn't. Really, he was going into it like completely blind, which is surprising uh, with how long the game has been out. Um, yep. You got to play it to decide exactly. for yourself. Like so many people ask me, is it worth it? And I was like, I mean... If you're asking me, then absolutely. But you might not right. think that, so you have to look at it and think, really, like, do I want to spend this much I'm, money? I, like, that's the thing. Like, people were like, should I play this? I'm like, if you do, please play on very easy. <laughs> I'm like, do not play. At least do not play it on hard, please. <laughs> yeah, when when you were playing it, when you told me like I'm gonna play this one on hard, man, I was like, uh, well, that's well. A the thing is that the thing is I play every game on mostly every game I play on the hardest difficulty on the off like right when it starts and mm-hmm. that was yeah so you're already like I'm already to... like yeah Uncharted 4 on the brutal because I played all the other ones already. Yeah. so look that was the thing I was like Kojima games I I always played that I played them on extreme at this point I played them on European extreme so like I'm gonna that's definitely how I felt about it I, I mean that's how I go about most games I start them on the hard difficulties because that's what I'm gonna get used to but this specifically, I knew for a fact there was going to be a lot of annoying things about this game. And I was like, if it has any chance, it's not going to be making it more annoying by a difficulty Yeah, I was slider. actually kind of surprised when I talked to you in real life when you told me you played on normal. Because I was like, that's not the Bert thing. But yeah. I'm glad if this is the one game that it just switched off that he picked this one. Uh, because mm-hmm. I... And I'm sure that there's, like, real, like, beast mode game, uh, Death Stranding uh, players that are like, no, no, don't listen to him, man. It was worth it on hard. But for me, I right. I would say the story is so fucking good. And the gameplay is fine and good uh, and, and really good in certain parts and then really not good in the other parts. So I think the balance would just play it on easy or, or something like that because... God, the the parts that I you guys were like, oh man, my favorite part, the snow part. I that's my least favorite part of the game. 
<laughs> I wish I it could was feel only it. it was only my favorite part because I built uh, an invincible uh, zipline network. Without if the ziplines weren't weren't a section of the game at all, I I would have taken a meat cleaver to something important in my apartment. Yeah, no, I I like, and I I do commend you for that because I'm like that's just another. That's why this game has so many layers is because you did that, and I yeah. didn't even think to. Like I was yeah. like. Because I was such a car guy before the snow part, like that was what I was attached to so much that I just I I even tried my best to make it happen in the snow part. Well, and yeah, it was well, impossible. A cool thing about this game is that it kind of forces you to try different versions of traversal throughout it because you know you can do that with cars at the beginning of the game, and then that whole snow section, it's really just not possible. So, Sucks. but but everything's really close together. So it's the zipline thing becomes a viable option, and because it's so mountainous, it's a really viable and I, option. And then later on in the game, it's not. And Burton, you know this already, but like after I beat this game, like I said, like I was like, man, I want to. After enduring with this shit, like I do want to go back and play Breath of the Wild because they have similar qualities, of like, like I, I thought did, the same thing. Actually. I was like, I was like, oh, like this clicked with me. I think maybe because of story, I care about more about this story than uh, Zelda's, but like. Like yeah. now that I've gotten this out of the way, I'm like I I if I appreciate this, then I know I would appreciate the stuff that Zelda throws at me. So um, yeah, I I do as I was playing the game, I was like, hmm, nah, I definitely need to hit Zelda again. I need to give it one more shot. Um, yeah, and there's so many things about Breath of the Wild you can bitch about very similarly. How you know because Donkey compared them as well, but um, how like the second it starts raining. If you're in the middle of traversing a fucking mountain, you can't climb in the rain. That pissed me off so goddamn much. It was like the worst part of Breath of the Wild for me. Um, and and there's like the the second you're in a lightning storm, you have to unequip all your fucking medals and shit like that. And it was just such on a smaller scale because I can fix it instantly. Like oh, I just don't climb. Oh, I just don't do this. Death straining. It felt like the problems were more embedded in the core mechanics and whatnot. But um, I, they are very similar. And I mean, dude, like. Just like how playing Odyssey and hating that made Luigi's Mansion 3 a more tolerable experience for me. Sometimes you do just need that like gateway drug of something you can no, tolerate true. to get you into it's, other things that are very a, that's similar. That's a fact because I because I like I said this I may I, I might have mentioned it to you but like I personally felt like I gave Zelda way more chances than I usually give a game for me to get into yeah. because I I knew that this is something I would like, but I didn't know why I couldn't. Um, that's why I kept going with it. And I was like, now after playing Death Stranding, I'm like, okay, like, buddy. yes, I can do this. And that's that's another reason why I want to revisit uh, Horizon, uh, Tom, because I know that's a game like that for you. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think uh, you could find a new appreciation for that game after doing this. Um, out of nowhere, like, while we're fucking talking about all this I, I get a random text from my friend he says i dropped a mama in the water and couldn't get her so i watched her fall to her death off the waterfall <laughs> oh my God. And, I, and i love that i love a game that allows those like crazy experiences based on the player and shit just little shit like that i love that he just texted oh, me that that's um, sick i thought you were gonna say he took her to like the hot spring or something and said he just let her fucking 
Because I'm picturing Mama's dumbass wrapped up in the little thing, just floating helpless in the fucking going to the water. Just not saying anything or just going, Trying to grab her like she's your $400 drone about to fall in. It's pretty crazy that when you're fighting this giant lion tar demon, if she is strapped to your back, all she does is say nothing. (laughs) But when there's no giant lion tar demon, she won't shut the hell up. Yeah, then she's got plenty of dumb shit to say. (laughs) Alright, let's hit some Q&A. Okay, I'm I'm only gonna mention him because we kind of I I, kind of like went in on it earlier, but uh, Joe is from Instagram. Joe RMRZ underscore. He he was like, oh, you must touch uh, on the chills uh, when Higgs and Sam's health bars appeared that last fight, and I think he's a big Metal Gear Solid 4 fan as well, and I talked about it earlier already, um, but yeah, I just wanted to let you know. Um, yes, for me personally, when that happened, I was freak out mode. I was I was like, I was 19 year old Hosian uh, when I first started Metal Gear Solid 4 mode. I was like, yes, oh my god, like this is this is Kojima shit that I I I love. Very That's Kojima my, moment. And I can I have a list of like the ultimate kojima moments from like the metal gear so there's there's metal gear references in this game too that i also caught um Mm -hmm. but yeah so yeah joe that was a big moment for me in the game um i love that whole thing so i'll ask this one from uh, doomtech.tv he says uh what are you guys favorite mechanic of the game and your least favorite mechanic of the game uh woo uh, who wants to go first? Well, I think I think me I can, and Bert both agree that the BT mechanic's the worst part of the game. Oh yeah, yep, yeah. Uh, <laughs> at the very end, where you just walk through a straight line of BTs and have to cut the umbilical cords on like thirty-five of them. At first, I was like, "This is hilarious," and I was like, "This is the most annoying fucking thing I've ever done in my mm-hmm. life." Maybe, maybe um, this is, maybe this is a like a like a stale answer. But my favorite part of the game is. Like when all when you're driving on the roads because you can just see everything that you did before that was a pain in the ass. Now is you're just like looking at it like, yep, don't gotta do that shit anymore. My favorite part of the game is that, and and also I love the uh, interacting with the online component aspect. Like I loved uh, like putting yeah. bridges and uh, ladders and ropes down yeah. for people. So that's probably my favorite part. I love that yeah. is the best part of Death Stranding is that that, that introduction of that type of uh, online connectivity. Yeah. Um, least favorite mechanic, if we've already covered the BTs, is uh, uh, water and how losing stamina in it makes all can make all your packages float away and fly off of you because it's so difficult to recover some yeah. of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was super fucking annoying to me and caused me a lot of problems with some things uh, that I I thought it was pretty cheap have that happen a few times um favorite mechanic of the game is definitely uh all the having the the asymmetrical multiplayer and having all the other players structures and everything uh best best structure in the game is definitely the zip line 100 uh, so zip line is that's also, crazy because uh, the first time you get on the zip line it is just so fucking funny the first time i got on the zip line mama was on my back <laughs> I, I, I I'm glad that you said that because that's just ne- that would never be even close to the my favorite like piece in that game because I that's just not how I played that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. It's definitely not my favorite thing about the game, but just mechanically, yeah, yeah, yeah. as far as like the when you press button, that's probably it. Bert, what was your favorite? So I 
I don't know if it would be considered a mechanic, but because I was about to say my favorite would have been the way it introduces the lay of the land to you. Because obviously all of these camera angles and all of these angles, like when you approach a new area, are all very, um, in, in like, me, they, they meant to do that. I'm looking for a word right now, but I can't find it. Intentional. Um, and, like, the way the game progresses you through to, like, just the fucking rigid-ass environments in the mountains was so fucking crazy because you spend a good chunk of change in those mountains and like tom said they're all very it's all everything's very close together but it is crazy fucking getting in or around those and like the weather effects with the blizzard and stuff that was pro my favorite part of the game was that fucking uh blizzard section where you're just trudging through that shit that was so fucking crazy um, so I don't know if uh, if that would be considered a mechanic or not, but I mean, that's I guess, what I my guess answer you would, would be. Like, uh, some of the aspects of the traversal. Um, yeah, Bert's yeah. favorite aspect is boot in snow. Got it. My favorite <laughs> aspect was having to always change my bridges boots. <laughs> you know what? You know what? My favorite aspect was Hoseon. What? The uh, drift mechanic from Crash Team Racing. <laughs> Core mechanics. Baby park. <laughs> With your feet. <laughs> um, did anyone ever... Did your boots ever rot to the point where you had to pull your bloody fingernails off your feet? That never happened to me. Your bloody Are toenails. Are you talking about in the game? Yeah, in the game. Or in real life. I, I, bloody bro, fingernails. Toenails? Your bloody toenails. Apparently That's that a can, part of the game? That can happen if you walk too long without boots. Fuck. No, I never yeah. did that. Yeah. No, that's crazy. Yeah, also, I did, like that little shit detail shit. I love that. It's a great detail. Uh, remember when we were talking about all the little details we liked in games? This yep. this game's full of them. Yeah, and I mean, to like to an extent, it's the realism for realism's sake thing. Like Red Dead Redemption 2 was plagued with the fact that it was so realistic it was bad in a lot of ways. Yeah. This is the same way, so you have to find like what is annoying and what is not, you know? Um, so... I think I'll ask this one last, and I think this is a good way to wrap it up. Um, so yeah, this is a Discord one. This is by AXSX24. Um, this is one that I think we can all have, we will agree, and probably have different points on. He says, "Do you think that if a development development team like Ubisoft or EA made this game, that it would get as much praise as it did?" Pretty much what I'm saying is, do you think Kojima gets away with a lot solely because of who he is? Fucking duh. Absolutely. Um, so, are we assuming that EA or Ubisoft made this exact, the exact same game? The, uh, the same talking, product. We're, we're saying same. Death Stranding by Ubisoft. Okay, but it's but it's not the Ubisoft. No, version. no, no. It's not. This, this game. Pretend that this game was made by them, and that's that's it. That, that yeah. Got it. Okay. Um. I think I think it goes both ways. Yeah, I mean there's there's a section of people that would still love this game. I think there's a ton of people that would hear Oh, Death Stranding Ubisoft package simulator game. I no, will I will be I I'll absolutely I mean, yeah, I'll be honest with you. If I if and this Ubisoft is just an example, but if I knew it was them who made it or someone else, this is this is bias Hoseon time. I, I probably wouldn't have bought the game. Because like there yeah. are a lot of other companies where I'm already sour, where I'm like, I'm not buying this shit unless you like unless it looks good. Yeah, it probably would not have been a day one right. buy. So 
Um, like, because I don't trust their narrative skills. Like, you know, look at fucking Watch Dogs. Everybody fucking hyped up Watch Dogs and shit, and then it was ass. You know, they, 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 Assassin's Creed, that story has gotten And if it's exactly fucked. like the game that is in our hands today by them, I would have not known that because I don't trust it. Yep. And that is... Because you've got... Because the market is totally right. split. I think it would have been totally split on the other end too, just like they are now. Like, EA makes a game. EA can make a great Battlefield game and people will still rip it the fuck up and praise it because there's Battlefield fans and then there's EA haters. Uh, same thing with this. I don't think there was Kojima haters, but there the game is so different and so so destined to fail almost because of its premise that you're going to have people. And I, I guess the hype's so big. I was one of them. The hype was so big and people are just jumping on the fucking train that you're going to have that rebound effect of all this crazy amount of people that are like, this game looks fucking stupid and y'all are getting excited about anything. So I almost want to say it would be very similar all but maybe flipped like there would be a small minority of people who would play death stranding made by ea and be like you guys realize this is a really fucking badass game and there'd be a vast majority of people that'd be like lol ea's i mean dude, I, I, a perfect example is i heard star wars was good and i still was like i think that shit sucks and i haven't even played it like and then i hear it's good again i'm like and now it's I didn't care about getting it day one, and then now I'm like, yeah. And now I hear about it, and I'm like, I will play this game. Oh, but yeah, you, same. but you don't have, but Respawn developed that, right? Respawn developed it, but it's still an e, it's still an EA published. Uh, I think I get it, but with but I mean, but dude, like you know, Dice did these other did you know EA themselves didn't develop fucking. The Battlefront games, Dice developed those. You know, Dice Dice yeah. is a developer. And some people love. People just you hear EA, and you hear Ubisoft, and you hear you hear things like that, and you think two of the biggest corporations in gaming who have been who have probably enacted the top five most annoying things about AAA gaming Ever. now. <laughs> like yeah, so obviously there's going no matter who the developer is, you're gonna feel some distrust. Um, Fucking you know, EA also. Or was it EA or was it Activision that pu- no it was EA that published uh, Dead Space? Oh yeah, you know? they killed they yeah. killed same developer one. the whole th- way throughout, but EA stepped in on the third one and really fucking ham fisted that one. I so. mean, I guess it's the same way like when Devolver Digital publishes a game. Yeah. Um, all you ever hear about is that, and not really the developer. Yeah. yeah. Even though I mean, it's the same thing on the opposite spectrum. They're all very solid fucking experiences. I, like, going, you know, the, what the last part of his question, he was like, "Do you think Kojima gets away with a lot solely because he is?" I think, like Tom saying, yeah. like, "Oh, like absolutely." But the thing is, that's what that's a huge part of why you also see a lot of garbage in games is because, like, oh, the guys that made Fallout did this. Uh, he can keep getting away with it because it's that guy. It's it's shit. It, it sucks. So I mean, yeah, this is. It depends on who you're talking to, but the answer is yes. But then to other people, it could be no because like, you see that like that Fallout seventy four situation happen, and you still have people being like, "No, you guys are sleeping. This shit's fire." It's like no, dude. Like, but because that guy or the people that the experiences that they've had with all of the games before that, they're gonna say. Yeah, he can get away. They're gonna feel like they they got he got away with it. Those people got away with it. So it really just that answer is a yes for like everything. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Total fucking yes. Luckily, for me, 
this getting away with it was cool. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm happy. Uh, I don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't think he got away right. with anything. This game is definitely a quality fucking yeah. product. And and now that like, I told Bert this a long time ago on Instagram, but like now that this game is quote unquote like closed, like the book is closed, I'm just it just makes me more excited about the next thing because now maybe a lot of the people. Ah yes, the next, the second <laughs> strand game, the, the second the, game in the strand. The, a lot of the people I felt like that were originally hyping this game up to be like, like that came from the silent hills community and the they're gonna i fuck think off. Gonna, i think they i i <laughs> honestly you. think they have fucked off and that's why i'm i love death stranding but i'm honestly more intrigued with the next thing because i think it's just gonna i think it's just gonna excite the people that stuck around what if it sucks? This will he won't he'll he'll never not hear this. What if it sucks? It's like he's like I can't just get a break, man. I always expect this shit from me. No, no, no. It's good. Yeah, but I, I am excited about that, and and who knows what kind of direction it'll go, and and I'm I'm fine if this game just never never gets a sequel or anything like that. Honestly, yeah. I feel like they told the story, you know, like the the story. You can't have another Death Stranding game uh, and just tell, like, a side story, you know? Or, like, Death Stranding from, like, fucking the collector's perspective, as funny as that would be. Um, you're not going to get that. I, I would yeah. be totally happy with this being a good one and done. I like a and good one and done. I think that this game actually, like, opens up a new door for video games in the sense of, like... Yeah, because it's a new genre, Yeah, it's dude. a Stranding game. It's the Stranding it's game. Like, it's, like... Kojima is one of the few like game designers that like have that like Tarantino effect, but in games where it's like, oh, he made them, he made it. I'm gonna have to watch that shit. And yeah, and that, I would actually want to know who who to you guys is there anyone else? So we talked about Kojima is one of the few names in gaming where like you, his yeah, name is the individual. Up. Who else really besides like maybe him, Satoru Iwata, and Miyamoto? Can you really think of that can still do that? Like. One of the only other names that I can really think of... Zampella. Who? Zampella. I don't... Zampella. Who's that? Uh, original guy from Infinity Ward who did Modern Warfare, and he just did Apex. Okay, For me, it's fair. Ted um, Price, who's done uh, Ratchet and Clank. Fair. I think Cliff... Uh, Cliff Babinski, or whatever. The, nope. No, I think he could... He was that person. For a minute, but it was all the same I don't game, think he, so. Lawbreakers yeah. was trash. Um, Unfortunately, he's not anymore, but he was just one of the people that had the uh, name. Despite yeah. having the games, but my my thing is, I think um, Peter Molyneux. Peter Molyneux, not no yeah. more Peter, for me. Peter, Mol- yeah. Peter Molyneux is actually one of the people where I don't. I would say not anymore too, but he's up in that class. Like the guys that you're talking about, I don't think they're quite at the class of someone like Miyamoto or no, Kojima. No, not at you know all. what I mean? Like these are people that for gamer, like like we love and everything, but these, I think these people have like kind of transcended that. They're definitely it's a special. Oh yeah, class. I mean like yeah. and and you know. Kojima just happens to be one of those people now, and like it's like it's it's Absolutely. a Tarantino effect where, like, I love Tarantino movies too. So when I'm like, oh, the new one's coming out, I gotta see it. Like, and I think that that is, especially after many years of playing the same series, Metal Gear, finally playing a game that's not Metal Gear that's made by the same designer, I can trust now that like I will play. If he makes a horror game, I will play it. If he make, well, let me ask this because 
Um, the guys that y'all are talking about don't do just like standard shooters and shit like that. There's a lot more to their games yeah, as like far as narration stuff, yeah. and art, art, artistic ability and whatnot. So are y'all saying like creators of shooter franchises could be as expert as they could possibly be in that realm, but never reach this special um, class? No, I'm totally not saying that. I'm just saying that I don't think that those two people or that those people that you're talking about have the same amount of I guess star, like star Possibly power because right? yeah po- like they have star power that's so strong that they don't transcend the games that they're making but they yeah. almost do you know what i mean like m- lots of people not every single person that's ever played mario knows who miyamoto is but a lot of them do and i would say more do than a than like a name like ted yeah. price i think ted price even though those games aren't niche He's he would be niche com- compared. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I wonder if like a lot of that falls because you see how like Miyamoto's face is just out there on the directs, on that, the conferences uh, yeah, and stuff like that. Too. How out there and how much of a narcissist Kojima is does a lot of that fall on not their product, but their face value or their like exposition of themselves well there's uh, there's a lot of that there. there's a lot to be said about this the shameless self-promoter i think to yeah. a big name uh that you can compare this to from another industry would be stan lee yeah stan lee's face could sell things that he wasn't involved with at all you know what i mean just because he made sure that everyone who read a comic book if they only knew one name from the comic book business it was going to be his name no matter what yeah. i feel like stephen king has the as a stephen king room. definitely the exact same you, thing you and stephen king has put out a lot it's of like trash, it's like so. james cameron yeah. or whatever too yeah, yeah 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 i think just some of these people who are just uh kojima is absolutely a shameless self-promoter i'm not even saying that in a negative way but he's like it's why his company is not called Fucking fast it's not break yes, production. It's not Luden's productions. It's oh yeah, one, at, at some point you are the flag holder. That's it. Like that, yeah. and um, yeah, I think like that. I, I what I was going back to was like, oh, maybe now because he mentioned this in interviews I read, but like Kojima's like, oh, I would love to make another game with using a lot of the same actors again. And I was like, oh, that could be kind of cool. Like, it's like a movie situation like Tarantino where, like, Samuel L. Jackson's in every fucking movie he does. And, I yeah, would, and yeah. he was like, I would love to make a different game with Norman Reedus or Tommy or whoever. And I would just keep, like, it would almost be like now in video games you have actors uh, that are themselves in the game but in a different game. And I was like, oh, that's a kind of a new vibe. And I, yeah. I, I, I would love that. I would love that. That'd be like like a Christopher Nolan kind of thing. I would I would enjoy that. Yeah, it's that. like it's like oh like it's a Kojima game. Maybe maybe Norman Reedus will be in it because he was in the last four. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. I I welcome that. I think that's gonna be. I think that's gonna be what what opens up video games more to uh, people that don't play them. Absolutely. But yeah, that's that's pretty much uh, all I got. I mean, I, don't, I hope that answers your question. Uh, a. <laughs> Yeah. Was that the one you yeah, wanted yeah. to end on? All right. Well, sick. Cool. Three fucking hours, boys. Oh, my God. It literally was her. I kind of knew this one. I didn't feel like it was as long uh, as it was. And maybe because it was like a lot to talk about. I totally thought this was going to be a shorter you episode. Gotta, you always do this. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't say it until we're three hours you in. always say how it's long it is weird. at the end. <laughs> how, how are we going to talk about this game for 45 minutes? 
It took me 47 hours to beat it, man. I got, I got a lot. To <laughs> I, I could sum this shit up pretty quick if you give me a second. Oh, I mean, I could sum it up too, but I'm, I'm glad... I'm glad we did. I'm also glad that I, I try to make sure I Norman read Reedus crashes. Okay, well, bike. you know what? That actually kind of reminds me. That oh, that bitch. makes me. That inspires me to ask this. Like before we wrap this whole thing up, because we have been we have been fucking sitting on this conversation, like waiting for this to happen. Like, dude, I, I we beat the game a while ago, Bert, and I've been dying to just. I just wanted to talk to you about it. I'm finally. I'm glad we did. Yeah. Because like we beat it earlier yeah. on, and I was just like, man, I want to talk to him so bad. I know I have to wait because I don't want to ruin it. Um, so I'm glad we did, yeah. but I just want to add, like, we can all do this, and this will be a hard one, but, like, to sum this whole thing up, to close the chapter on the Death Stranding shit, what is one word that you would describe this game? Fuck. Give me a second. One yeah, word. One word to describe the game, and not your experience with it. Stranding. I'm just kidding. I was gonna say strand. <laughs> um, um, let me Google this and make sure it's exactly what I'm trying to say. I wish we could have a couple more words. One word to describe Death Stranding. Intrapersonal. Kojima. <laughs> what it, what it describe that Bert? Uh, I I just think it's such a it's such a experience. And again, this ties into the having that time to think and having that thought. Like, when you were on a mission in Death Stranding, when you're traversing the land and stuff like that, it's just you. There's nobody else. There's no companion. You know, it's just you. And uh, you get to decide where I'm going. You get to decide what you're building. You get to decide of how much the country is, you know, replaced and redone and how it's basically done, how it's built up. It's all, you know, I hate, God, I can't believe I almost said this, but the whole tomorrow is in your hands thing. Um, it's all about you, you know, like, it's, um, and it allows you to fucking take that and take 47 fucking hours and think about how you affect things around you and how you want to affect things and I mean, when I fucking turned the game off, I didn't go back and think about it. I wasn't in my bed like, oh, Death Stranding really inspired me to be a better person or anything like that. It's just like, you know, like you think about what's happening in your life. You think about, you know, certain things that you're fucking doing and shit like, like yeah, that. And, uh, I appreciated the fact that the game, you know, just kind of allow, uh, gives you a an environment to just fucking relax so and think about yeah. shit. Because usually when I'm just laying in bed at night while the lights are off, my mind goes to some weird fucking places. So this actually provided some more well, positive yeah, that's, thoughts. That's, I feel, we were talking about that earlier, I feel that with this game too, where I was like, for unlike you, I did beat the game and I have still been thinking about it. Um, and I'm like, damn, like, I don't I don't remember the last time I played a game where I'm like, I'm like, man, this, this was like, this, this made me more like emotional. Made me think more. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Fucking nerd. <laughs> um, Hosian, what was your word? Um, I th my word would just be like a test. It's like a t like it being a test of a lot of things um, in real life for you. Like to play this game. Like, do you do you want to? It's it's like a test of patience and perseverance, and it's a, it just feels like this big test. The whole time I'm playing this game, getting through it. Um, so, I guess that's the word I would describe it as, like a test. Yeah, 
I'm uh I'm going with Burt's was definitely the best. Interpersonal was the best out of the three we're gonna have. I think uh but relationships is mine. I think uh Bert, you said this did not make you sit and think about your life or anything like that. Uh this game uh this game made me want to call my mom, actually. Uh it kinda like I have like a big thing right now where I'm trying to like be less of like a homebody and less of like an introvert, you know what I mean? And like try yeah. to like go out more and talk to people more and like I lost a lot of like very important uh, connections in my life, either like business ones or like friends and things like that. And to try to like, even if I can't get those things back now to like maintain the ones I have and like be better about making new ones. Uh, and this game is definitely not like, didn't make me go like, wow, man, I can, I really want to like blah, blah, blah. But it was just like a nice little reminder, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, because yeah. maybe if you know, if I, you know, had like do more things in my life to uh, have more people involved, then uh, the extinction entity will go to sleep for another 100,000 years and we you know, won't go extinct in my lifetime. I put that responsibility on myself, you know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, I think that, like, I'm happy we finally got to talk about this, and I'm happy uh, one year later Tom got to beat the game. <laughs> oh, my God. It was literally, like, a couple of weeks. <laughs> Tight. Everyone here can sit down. But I'm glad I played it. Uh, I'm glad I was able to persevere through it. Uh, if they ever re-release this game... They should find a way to condense that first 10 hours down into 18 seconds. <laughs> Got to work for it. There you go. Fuck it. Next, are we doing the uh, games yeah, of the wanna, decade? The next yeah. episode, I think, will also be fucking long as shit. Like, not yeah, not to be a burp, but yeah. Um, we'll fucking talk for 10 hours about, you know, the, 20, the 2010s. So. Yep. Hell yeah. Cool. Excited for that. So well, if you're uh, still here and you're not asleep right now. Yeah, thanks for sticking around. I do have one uh, thing I would like to start doing at the end of the episodes if you guys are down. I'm always down. Uh, just any recommendations. Everyone shoot out a recommendation for something that's out right now. It doesn't have to be a game, but it can be a game, uh, but like a piece of entertainment of some kind. I'm a, yeah, that's tight. Hit me with one. Bert, go. What? Oh shit! We're doing this now. We're doing it right now, baby. So I have to recommend something. Hit me. Recommend it. Oh, uh, the Xbox Series Pro Two controller or whatever. This thing is fucking tight. Uh, it has buttons on the back of it. You can set three settings to how the triggers, uh, how deep they go, how responsive they need to be. It's all blacked out. Yep. There is an unboxing video. You the can triggers watch themselves. The oh triggers my God, themselves. It's the funniest have horizontal the video of all time. Funniest vertical video ever, Hosian. <laughs> So yeah, this thing is this thing is real sexy. Even even the Xbox button in the middle, which obviously I use it on PC. You know, I don't I don't need oh Xbox. <laughs> um, but even the Xbox button in the middle is blacked out. Very sexy controller. Very good time. Absolutely. Um, for me, uh, what do I got? Oh, uh, there's um a new uh record out by uh that fucking band, Bring Me the Horizon. Uh, I really like that band. They've got a new remix record that just came out of uh, some stuff off the last couple of records, and I think there's some uh, really, really interesting ideas there. I think the dude in that band who does all the electronics and writes most of the songs now, Jordan Fish, is kind of a genius, and this is definitely like a really great, mostly electronic record that he did. Um, I that's think that's sick. pretty tight. Gonna like, oh, and Jedi Fallen Order, even though the frame rate is uh, 9. <laughs> the frame rate is definitely 9 at the end, so that's all I got. Hell yeah, brother. Uh, Tomorrow is definitely in my fucking hands and me only. Tomorrow is also in my hands.
Cool. My my dog's got to go outside, so his shit's Bye. about to be in my hands. I'll see you guys.